Michigan sports. Red Wings, Lions, Tigers, Pistons, Michigan, Michigan State, and the list goes on. And you love beer. Love beer. Who doesn't? What if we mixed the two together? My sports. We'll talk everything Michigan sports like only we do, and then we'll down our fair share of beer from a local brewery. Grading the beer throughout the episode, so pop a cold one on your end, and we'll get busy on ours. This is the state of my sports. And this is episode 168, August 9th, 2002, live, 2022, not 2002. Definitely 22. from DeHops Brewing Company and Cafe. Uh, during our DeHops Brewing Company and Cafe beer flight segment, we are going to discuss some rule changes. Is that, is that what you're going to touch on? Yes, sir. We're going to talk about some players that are out there, maybe, right? Maybe. Maybe. And then the Big Ten media deal. That's what, that's what I got for us tonight. Um, then the core of the episode, we're going to have uh, some fun talking. The Detroit Tigers, their trade deadline has passed a lot. I think there was a lot out there to talk about. We also got Miggy rumors. We got some unbelievable stats of how bad this past week went. Um, I don't know. It was, we got to talk Tigers. And then we're going to talk some Lions. We got the Hard Knocks coming on tonight. We're, I'm going to watch it. I don't know if one of you guys are going to join me or both of you. But um, we're going to do that once we wrap up here. And then, but we're going to talk about today. The they had family weekend at Ford Field, all that good stuff. Um, some fun stuff going on. I don't know. Got Jamal Williams 2.0. Nice, nice another quote there. So I forget what else it was. But um, also, top 25 coaches poll came out. College football is in the air. We are so <laughs> freaking very close. close. 25 days. Oh my gosh! Is that? Oh my gosh! I cannot wait for college football. <laughs> Can taste that. <laughs> oh yeah, can't wait for that. Uh, so we're gonna dig into that a little bit, and we're not gonna have a betting hero segment just because I'm assuming it's gonna go longer. So, and oh, it's gonna go. We're pretty gonna long. dive into betting hero when we get our picks rolling. So. People don't understand uh, how heavy this paper is. Yeah, it's very heavy. <laughs> very heavy. Very thick. Not like she said wow. to me. Um, if you're, uh, but of course we're gonna drink a uh, Mission Craft beer here from the Hops Brewing Company Cafe. Um, what are we? What are we drinking tonight? I can't remember. Yeah, Walker, the man Walker, with the sheet. Walker, Walker Ave. Walker Ave. So we'll introduce that here shortly. But if you're joining us live on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Twitch, and there's one more, YouTube, YouTube. Be part of the conversation. We we want people to be part of the conversation. We want to read your comments. We want to tell you how awful your opinion is. We want you to tell us how awful our opinions are. That's the fun part about sports. Nobody. Nobody agrees with each other. Doesn't right? Sam sound so inviting? Yeah. I right. love no, this guy. No, tell us that we're really good <laughs> at this as well. That would make me feel pretty good. Um, but no, uh, so please be part of the conversation. Um, share us. Do all that good stuff that helps us uh, grow our audience, which is very, very helpful. Um, before we jump in, I did want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors that help keep this thing rolling and free for our listeners. The Hops Brewing Company and Cafe is the official brewery of State of My Sports. MacWeb Design helped us get our website up and running. And Betting Hero helps us, and you get the best promos available in the sports betting world. I am Sam Walthart. <laughs> With me today, we got Micah Smith. What's up? And John Dornboss. Ryan on vacation once again. Good for him. Ah. Love when he gets the time off. It's very important. So, um, Is good it a stuff. vacation or a workcation? Oh, well, it's once a month, so call it what it is. <laughs> definitely, definitely a workcation this week. Uh, he's in Denmark, actually. So, Ooh. Yeah. 
Never yeah. been. And then he's going to be in Traverse City when he gets back. So he's going to be gone for a couple weeks. But um, I appreciate you guys being here. It's, it's good to know some people care. Well, I yeah, of course <laughs> I care. You guys are going to be like, yeah, I'm out next week. <laughs> and I'm be sitting there by myself like, oh, boy. Funny you say vacation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, it'll be off-air conversation, I guess. But um, how was your guys' week, John? You, all right, last week you were, said you are playing some of the best golf. You had some tournaments this weekend, or a tournament this yep. weekend, a, a two-round tournament, you said, right? Two, uh, yeah, two-day. Should, should we start with your, your golf league? Golf league's been going good. Yeah. yeah I've been shooting in the 30s. Uh, Probably the last like eight or nine rounds in a row now, which is unheard of. Yeah. Uh, in my short tenure of golf career, um, but yeah, things are clicking. So this weekend, yeah, I played in a two-day best uh, best ball tournament uh, with my buddy Tony. So you each play your own ball all weekend. You take the better score every hole. Okay. Um, day one, putter was on fire. Everything was clicking. We shot three under, which had us tied for first in the first flight. Whoa. Um, which. Uh, is usually not where we're at in this tournament. We're usually in flight two, okay. uh, you know, right around two, three over. Um, so, yeah, things were working. One of closest to the pin on Saturday on a par three. Stuck one nice. like three or four feet away from the cup. What do you win with something like that? Uh, it was 150 bucks. Hey, oh, that yeah. probably pays for more than the tournament yep. outside of the beer. Yep. Beer oh, tab, I'm sure. Well, all right, don't tell the golf course, but my bag had some beers in it that I didn't know of, so <laughs> okay. I had to drink those yeah, while you I was can't out there. Let them, yeah, for sure. Luckily, yeah. you just told them. Oh, yeah. Well, hopefully they're not listening. Hopefully uh, they are listening. I would love it if they are. Thank you. Morrison, <laughs> Thank you for listening. Morrison Lake, this one's for you. Uh, <laughs> Sunday was a different story. Not good. Uh, not good. We teed off a little early in the morning. It was like real like hazy out, you know, kind of cloudy, um, humid. And I decided to wear a red Hawaiian shirt for my Sunday red. Oh, yeah. And uh, let me tell you that that's different than a golf shirt <laughs> when you try to swing a club. And right. I, I learned that the hard way on hole number one, and it continued the rest of the round. Uh, we ended up shooting one under on Sunday. Okay. Um, tied for second, but they only paid out first. Oh, really? Yeah. That's not bad, though. No, we got a skin in there. So, yeah, I walked away with 180 bucks. And Was it the color of the shirt or was it the style of it was, the shirt? It was the style. The style? The color was there. Yeah. The colors were there. Uh, Rock the Lions hat, too. You know, the Honolulu theme. Oh, and, uh, very nice. Yeah. You know, I thought I had it going, and... Day one, I definitely did. Day two was a whole different ball game. Um, so yeah, tie for second, but it's better than we've ever done in that tournament. Good for so you. that's probably, not bad. That's probably fun. be back next year. Yeah, so, good yeah. stuff. Nice. Like I really, I don't want to ask about your weekend, <laughs> but I'm going to anyways. <laughs> oh, how I was your How that. was your weekend, Micah? It was absolutely fantastic, and <laughs> things are going really, really <laughs> well out here. <laughs> now uh, we had a. A lot of fun. No one really cares on this show. But uh, so we drove to Milwaukee Thursday night and Friday morning, woke up, kind of felt like football Christmas. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> and uh, so then uh, we drove up to Green Bay that day and we had a great family day. Um, a lot of fun stuff for the kids to do. A lot of like playground stuff, football stuff. Um, it it was so much better than last year. Last year it just rained all day, which really stunk. So this year was a completely different story. All the kids had a ton of fun, um, and the game was great. We got there was a laser show, fireworks show afterwards, oh, cool. and the stadium was packed. It was pretty cool. So nice. Um, got Did back you get to meet anybody cool. Didn't meet anyone this time. We sucked to just 
doing like food and drinks with the kids, making sure the kids were just completely taken care of. And then just went to the stadium, just got in our seats and just tried to keep the kids busy. Yeah. The kids kind of started getting a little rowdy hour, hour and a half into it. But, um, I saw Rogers again. Yeah. Was he dressed in normal clothes or was he a character from him? (laughs) Right. Was he Scooby-Doo this week or what? Shaggy? So, so like last time, um, Joe and Kim who goes with us, uh, they had kind of went ahead and went to the other side of the stadium and said, you know, we'll, we'll just meet up with you in just a few minutes. We're just tagging, tagging behind, you know? And, um, so we could tell that a lot of the players were starting to like make their way to the parking lot. And, you know, I just asked, I don't know, a couple of random people, Hey, do you know who came in yet by chance? And they're like, no, everyone's windows are tinted, windshields tinted, <laughs> can't see anyone, tint. you know? Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, okay, we'll just, we'll just stand here for just a couple minutes, see if we see anyone. And there was like, some wives and families, you know, pulling in and whatnot. And here, well, I, I know that Rogers has like a black Tahoe, just Chevy Tahoe, just basic thing. Yeah. And so I see a Porsche roll and I'm like, oh, that kind of looks like him. I'm like, that's definitely him. And so I tap Max's shoulder. I'm like, hey, buddy, that's Rogers right there. And he started freaking out and just rolled in, you know, just, just game face on already, you know, just true professional. So. He actually was a true professional. He didn't dress up as a, as no, a character not this of time. a TV show. Because <laughs> last time he showed up, it wasn't a true professional. So I'm glad that he was a true professional for <laughs> this this week. But we did get a comment from Carrie. She said Sloan's face game, face paint game was strong. Yeah, so she it had was. Nice, nice, yeah, it was. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. No, I'm glad you guys had had good weekends. I honestly. How was yours? I I couldn't tell you. I don't remember anything that I did. That what, happens. What Honestly, like, no, and it wasn't like one of those weekends. It was just. You didn't find beers in your golf bag like I did? <laughs> I couldn't even find my golf bag if I tried. <laughs> I really couldn't. I, honestly, I, I can't even think about. Oh, no. no I, I remember one thing I did. We went to Berlin Races with my work. So they, like, rented out the one of the decks oh, around, like, one of the turns nice, and stuff. So nice. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. That was Saturday night. We went there and ate dinner and. Did you watch all the watched, races? Watched the, all the races, and then we watched the fireworks, which was cool. Cool. Yeah, it was. It was actually a really good night. So I'm sorry I couldn't. I couldn't remember. The kids like Hopefully the Jeff didn't hear that. Kids like the, the uh, late model out. stuff, like the really loud, fast stuff. Yeah, Easton was a little disappointed. He thought the cars were going to look newer. He was not happy really? about that. <laughs> um, and then he goes to me. He goes, you know, like I really like watching the races with like Red Bull and. And um, oh, like Mercedes and stuff sponsors. like that. Yeah, like the Formula One. Because like, I've watched a couple of Formula Run ra- races yeah. with him. Um, so Local garage sponsors. Like, and Wait, I thought this was going to be like Red Bull. <laughs> he, was, he was a little <laughs> confused. But he he was locked in. Like, it, it was cool. And you could see that it was in his blood because Andrea's dad was like, they, she grew up at the races and yeah. stuff. Yep. And he was always really connected there. So you could tell that it was uh, it was cool for him. It was it was nice. How, so. did, how did Jordan and Peyton take it? Good, yeah. I mean, yeah. Peyton was just doing her thing, like just, just quietly, like, just watching, and I don't know. She was she was yeah. good. Had fun with all the other kids and stuff. And I can't keep track of Jordan anymore. Like I just, as long as he's not whining, I don't know what he's doing. So, then you're content. Yeah, it's a it's a win for me. But um, let's get into our beer introductions for for today. So we're drinking um, obviously here from the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe that Walker Ave um, ESB. Do you know what the ESB would would stand for or no? Uh, I. I could have sworn oh, we were told one time. It's, it's on there. And it's probably on English there. English special bitter. So first thought, bitter. I can taste it. But it's actually really good. 
So this is how they describe it. Uh, it says, just the right amount of bitterness backed by a biscuity malt pro- profile. Have we done this one? I don't know if we've rated we this have. one. I don't, I don't think, think we, we have. have. We've For drank some reason, it many when I times. read that, I was like, eh, that sounds familiar now. Um, but it's a traditional English ale, easy drinking, and perfect for when you desire something with a little more backbone. A backbone in A here? backbone. Really? So you can't really see it, but they're... So when they poured the beer, they stick a backbone in it, and then it dissolves into it's the beer. It's a bone marrow? Yeah. So That's I think it's good it's for special. you. I think it's good for you. I mean, my mom puts a ham bone in her split pea soup, so it's got to be... <laughs> right? <laughs> Isn't that how it works? And that's the only way yes. to do it. Um, before we jump into our De Hops Beer Flight segment, I want to remind everyone that De Hops Brewing Company and Cafe is serving incredible food and pouring some of the best craft beer in West Michigan... Chef Dan's revamped food menu and head brewer Ben's rotating taps, wine, and ciders make the hops perfect for whatever you have going on. From dinner with the family like I had tonight, late night drinks with friends, which I'm doing right now, and everything in between, um, the hops is... Uh, the Ben and Dan duo is putting a ton of their time and energy and making the hops a staple in the West Michigan restaurant community that we highly recommend to our friends and listeners. They have Taco Tuesday, Stein Night Wednesday, Thursdays, any burger and beer for 15 bucks along with some other unbelievable specials on Fridays and Saturdays. We highly recommend following them on Instagram and Facebook, where they share their weekly specials and some incredible food and beer pictures that will make your mouth water. The Hops is the official brewery of State of My Sports in 2022, and if you mention State of My Sports, they'll give you a discount off of your first beer. So let's get right into our beer flight topics of the week. We got some players on the move, potentially. Is that You guys want to start with that? You good with that? Potentially, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, so they want out. Well, I mean, where do you want to go with this, John? I don't know. There's, there's a still, lot going on. Yeah, there's some names that have been mentioned now for the last several months. Like Jimmy G is still out there. It sounds like Sam Fran's going to hand the ball over to Trey. Yeah, and Trey Are Lance. They really? Lance. Yeah, they're um, they're moving on. They said they said basically they're they're ready to go with him, and they've given Garoppolo a chance to seek his own trade. Yeah, it sounds like. So now I guess that allows him to pick which way he wants to go because there's obviously several teams out there that would gladly uh, add him to the roster. Yeah. Um, some spots that might not be as uh, is, is ideal. There a, is there a certain team that stands out to you that would be a, a good fit? A good fit? Could be Cleveland. Happy ending. Yeah, that's a good point. Cleveland could. Yeah, I mean, they're probably going to need a backup quarterback from the sounds of things, right? Uh, yeah, unless they're trusting brisket. <laughs> you didn't get my joke. Okay. Sorry, I missed it. That's okay. Send, send him to Cleveland. Could be a happy ending. Oh, okay. Hey. All right, all right. <laughs> all right. That was good. That was good. Keep Sorry hearing, I missed it. Keep hearing, like, Texas or uh, Houston Texans Okay. Uh, rumored, uh, as well as, like, Seattle. Um, Seattle seems like, like an interesting one. Yeah, just kind of weird to trade in their division. But but, but everybody needs to know how healthy he is, too. Yeah, right. right? That's a big concern. Yep. Um, Off-season surgery, I believe, right? Yeah, I think so. Hasn't really thrown a ball yet. Just hanging out, watching. Yeah, not happen. that Yeah, not that we've seen. Um, it's just he's an interesting one. And as a Lions fan, you're, I, I like to think a player is available. All right, does it fit? I'm not saying Goff is 100% better than Jimmy G., but for some reason, I trust Goff year two rather than bringing in Jimmy G and being in year one and, like, starting fresh. You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather have the, the year two guy and hope that he takes some steps. Otherwise, like, I don't want to, like, tie hitch my wagon to another quarterback outside of drafting the, the next one or getting a tier guy and, and like, a top-tier level quarterback in free agency or trade next year, whatever it comes down to. 
I, had, I, th- I think Jimmy G is like a systems quarterback too. You know, he went from New England to San Francisco, um, played behind Tom Brady to playing with uh, Mike Shanahan, right? Their yeah. Head coach. Kyle uh, Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan, sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. Son of. Son of, yeah. Mike. Which I think Kyle Shanahan's one of the best coaches in the football. I yeah. really do. So I, I, I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm not on the, on the uh, bandwagon of bringing him to Detroit. Pairing him up with uh, Dan Campbell might be a little uh, awkward for a guy like yeah. Jimmy G. He's um, a little too in your face, probably for a pretty boy like Jimmy for, G. Yeah, right? yeah, very, very pretty boy. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I could see him going. Yeah, I mean Cleveland makes sense too. If if that season long suspension comes down on Deshaun Watson, what do you do? Yeah, um, you're not really paying him very much money this year, from the sounds of it, with the way his contract is built. Uh, yeah, do so you, th- you might have some room for him. Do you think Washington's married to Wentz? I do. Yeah, I think they. I think they do. Like really? they trust him for some reason, um, yeah. I don't see that one. Falcons could be an interesting one. Do they love Mariota? That one's interesting. Yeah. But I, but uh, like the teams that still need quarterbacks are teams that are playing that game of maybe we just tank for the next guys in the draft. Yeah, wait. Do they really wait like, it out? Yeah. If Jimmy G comes in and gives them three more wins, is that really valuable? Probably not. How, how about Minnesota? I mean, is is are they going to give an extension to Cousins? I think they. Gave him one last year, didn't they? Did they? I thought they did. I think he's under two more years, but I could be wrong. Oh. Um, but, I mean, I would take Kirk Cousins over Jimmy G. I would, too. Like, I really would. Especially and with that dynamic uh, wide receiving core they got there in yeah, Minnesota. Someone yeah. that – I think I think Kirk Cousins is, gets a bad rap, personally. Absolutely. A little bit more. Um, I mean, look who, look who he played for in Minnesota, too. Yeah. Now he's got his guy. That I'm very interested to see how how that pans yeah. out. Another, um, another quarterback name that's kind of popped up, surfaced in uh, recent days too, is Sam Darnold because it sounds like Carolina is going to kind of hand the the helm over to <laughs> yeah. Baker Mayfield. Now, which, if that's just for the start of the season, okay, you know, it's, but is he going to get traded early on? You know, yeah. before a trade deadline per se. The fact um, that they're already handing the keys over, like they went into camp being like, no, it's a quarterback competition, and here they are, like, no, it's not even close. Yeah, I think this. I think that could be the miss that the Lions missed out on. It was going after a guy like Baker Mayfield to upgrade. I think he could have been a slight upgrade because he has a higher upside, I would say. Okay. Um, But, like, no, I I think what we're seeing with that makes, yeah, Sam Darnold definitely um, expendable. But at the same time, I don't think anybody will really. He's super young, too. I mean, yeah, I I would take a flyer on it. Like, if, if we could get him for cheap and then get rid of Blau and Boyle, that's, I think, a match made in heaven. Like, get someone that can really compete and make this room a little deeper. Yep. But yeah, I also don't want to trade for a backup quarterback. So it'll be an interesting one to kind of keep an eye on. And that's kind of the same thing with Jimmy G. It's like just let it let it play out, and then you never know what, what you can get out. Yeah, but, another player, uh, Odell Beckham, still hasn't been signed. Uh, he's kind of out there. Yeah, that one actually surprised me. Yeah, I thought he was Super with the Bowl, Rams already. Yeah, but, Super Bowl champ. Um, yeah. But coming off another, uh, what was it, torn ACL, I believe. Yeah, in, in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, second yeah. second one of his career. Um, but he's being recruited by veterans across the league. Sounds like a uh, old teammate of his, Von Miller, is uh, recruiting him to come to Buffalo. Buffalo, yeah. Sounds like that'd be crazy. Man, Odell with that team would be. Oh yeah, he's used to playing in the cold, playing outside. Yeah. you know, playing for the Giants for so long and the Browns. Um, so I don't understand name. how it hasn't been done yet. It seems like a match made in heaven, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Detroit really necessarily has room for him either. I think you got to wait out Jamison Williams and just bring him back when yep. he's healthy before giving a veteran that's been banged up the kind of money. But it would be interesting if he did land in Detroit because that's a 
crazy deep wide receiving core. Yeah. Potentially. Yep. Um, again, not on that wagon, but the most recent name to surface. Yeah. This one's actually very intriguing. Roquan Smith for the Chicago Bears. Yeah, linebacker. Um, linebacker. Second year guess, all or second team all pro. Yeah, he's been trying to negotiate a deal and hasn't had any uh headway with the Chicago Bears organization and he's come out saying that he wants to get out of town. Yeah. They're not going to pay the man. That's an interesting one. And and I I wish I would've been able to do more of a dive in, into it today. Um but it was I think it was even after lunch that it kind of was all going down so it's yeah. just like kind of wrapped up. But like he's a good linebacker. Linebacking is definitely thin in Detroit, and I feel like you could bring him on, and that makes your defense that much better. But what is it going to cost to get get for him or get him? And then what does it cost to lock him up? And that's really the biggest question. Like, if you're going to give up a first round pick, let's just start the bar there. I don't know if it would take a first round, but let's just assume that it is. And you could give the Rams pick for him, but then locking him up for how much? And then you're you're missing out on that rookie deal that these guys can really become valuable. Now. In the moment right here, I'm like, go get them, make us better, and let's see how, how we can put this thing together. But I also want to be patient because we're not close. We're not a Super Bowl contender. We're never going to be a Super, content, Super Bowl contender this year. So continue to be patient and let this thing happen. I'm, what do you think about that? It would be an interesting addition to that defense. I think it's a guy that Dan Campbell could – thrive with and through and he would thrive through that system too having a front heavy uh you know defensive line uh presence that he's gonna have deep right um i feel like chicago would want a lot in return um again especially in in division right yeah and i I just don't know that like getting giving up draft picks right now is worth it instead of using those draft picks to continue to build for the future um but don't – I don't know. Chicago needs wide receivers, too. They don't got anybody for Justin Fields to throw the ball to. They yeah. could probably use an offensive lineman. I don't know if there's somebody that's, you know, on the bottom of our depth chart and maybe a, def- or a decent a wide receiver thing. to throw in to yeah. a package. But, um, again, I, I feel like you're still going to have to give up some draft stock to get a hold of that guy. Yeah, and it just seems like the right decision is to be patient, right? Yeah. I mean, you look at what, what they did with their second-round pick – like combining their second round pick with the thirty first overall pick with the Rams, yeah. So what is that thirty one and thirty four? Let's just I, there was more to it that all happened, but like they used that to move up to twelve or fourteen, whatever it was, to get Jameson Williams. I'd rather have that flexibility in the draft again next year. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yep. But at the same time, getting a linebacker is priority one, I think, heading into this draft next year's draft outside of a quarterback if the cards fall together. So it's like. Could you get a proven linebacker now and then figure out the rest as you go? That's an intriguing way as well. I I don't know. I think it comes down to what he calls for for money and the contract. I mean, that's – like if, if he's yeah. calling for elite money, I don't think the guy is necessary, necessarily elite. Not yet. He is, yeah. He's – very good. He's put up some numbers that are comparable to some Hall of Famers, which is yeah, in his young career, so, which is what's intriguing. So, so can he keep carrying that on and honor that contract that some team would give him? I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm in wait mode. I'm not saying no, that I wouldn't do it, but I want to see what we have at linebacker first. And unfortunately, you don't really learn that a whole lot in 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 um, preseason. I'm curious about Derek Barnes. I'm not saying Derek Barnes is going to compare to him. I'm not saying Anzalone is going to compare to him. I'm not saying Malcolm Rodriguez is. But, like, can you build a linebacking 
core through depth as well rather than high end you can do that it's it's happened before um and that's a better way to do it rather than paying and giving up extra assets so i don't know well, I, I, I think by the end of it you'll we'll get more information there's a chance he gets a new deal and it's all just a smoke show i guess if you will is that the right oh always that so smoke and mirrors smoke and mirrors um so i don't know it it's so early to really tell but i'm it's something to keep an eye on for sure um so no that was that was good um mike you saw you saw wanted to talk about some rule changes um that you thought were were pretty interesting yeah it, it was more specifically the the lowering of the helmet rule you know according to mike florio from pro football talk he kind of sniffed this one out because it seems like things kind of just got swept under the rug as far as like technicalities go and hopefully you know the all the officiating crews do what they're supposed to do do what they're told and actually enforce this rule per its wording right so let's get into the wording so um they, they switched the wording to um it is a foul if a player lowers his head and makes forcible contact with his helmet against an opponent. So they they added the word forcible, which it was worded differently last year. And, hmm. you know, it, an enormous amount of penalties have been handed out, fines have been handed out over the last four years. And I think they're – they're they're looking at curbing that, but wanting to keep the safety part of it that they've deemed to be safe, right? Yeah. Yep. And you know how does it how does it play out from here? It's <laughs> it's going to be a little a little weird. I mean, it's al- it's almost going to be like another learning year with this rule. You know, all of us guys are going to be at some point just throwing our hands up. Yeah. In pure anger, not understanding what's going on. Now, based on the wording, and, and I might ask you to read it again here, but like yeah. it sounds to me like forcible contact by lowering your head. It sounds like an emphasis on the ball carrier to me. Is that is that fair to say? Because yep. I mean, the hit the hits with your head, like I feel like they've called that pretty consistently. Um, but I'm wondering if if it's more focused on that side of it because we we went into like the the new targeting rule and like the lowering of the head heading in where it was like the offense is going to be called as well. And then it feels like they never were. And you see a quarter or a running back like lower their head into people and never get called for it. So like I'm wondering if if that's what this new emphasis is. But see, if, could you read it again real quick so I can uh, maybe wrap it around a yep. little bit more? So it is a foul if a player lowers his head and makes forcible contact with his helmet against an opponent. Now, they deleted the word initiate though. Initiate. Okay. Okay. They erased that from the rule. So it... Like, Man. Yeah, it'll be very interesting what they do it, and, well, and how, how it changes. Because every time they change a rule or emphasize a rule, it goes crazy the first, obviously, preseason, which nobody really cares about. Right. And then the first few weeks, it is the most frustrating thing. And another one that I've, I found was the they're trying to look into like the emphasis on illegal contact on the defensive side of the ball. So that <laughs> we are going to be losing our you-know-whats the oh, first yeah. four weeks of the season. How is that? <laughs> what? What is going And then it's going to be gone, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime there's a rule change or a rule that's highlighted going into a season, it's 
mass confusion until just about the playoffs. Then they stopped yeah. calling it. You yeah. Know, when they were emphasizing the pass interference downfield, the holding oh. calls, the roughing the passer, um, I don't know, the tuck rule, like everything, <laughs> yeah. you know, kind of went crazy. Um, I know they talked about too a little bit. I don't know if you're getting into this one yet, but like contact with a quarterback. Oh, are they going softer on it even more yet? I, I don't. I haven't looked that one up. That would be very interesting. Yeah, because I think there would be a couple of flags that would get called back for Detroit in in the favor <laughs> of this rule, maybe against one said Aaron Rodgers once so. or twice. Uh, a, a light tap of the helmet is oh no longer gosh. going to be called. Thank you. Roughing the passer, or what, what was it before? Was yeah, it, they would call it roughing, it roughing the, passer. the passer. Yeah, it has to be like an actual like physical contact play. Love that. So I think they're talking about changing that to like a five yard penalty. Like, don't like that. Probably with an automatic first down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, probably. Yeah. Th- that's the frust. Like, that's the thing that really bothers me the most. Like, it's not necessarily the quantity of yards; it's the automatic first down. Yeah. Because they can change a game so quickly yeah if with, it happen- with the automatic first down penalties. yeah if it happens on second or third down and you throw the flag then you just replay the down right <laughs> yeah, no yeah. but give them a free fresh yeah number of downs third and, and 20 oh five yard penalty and an automatic <laughs> first down it's yep. like what the f- <laughs> like yeah. are you kidding me guaranteed like two <laughs> minutes and 40 seconds no they can sense. run off the clock you yeah. know against a team that might not have and then they could have got a penalty and went five yards backwards and it just be nothing like it's just so i hate, yeah i the NFL rulebook is one of the most frustrating things, in my opinion. And They're always altering yeah, it. Yeah, yep. Never stops. And it's just the little things that they just mess with. And then, like, I seriously think when I see the NFL say, oh, we're going to put an emphasis on this rule, it, I feel like it's like a Walker cop that's like, oh, we got to yeah. get our quota of a speeding yep. ticket, so <laughs> time to get speeding tickets here at the end of the month. You're going 36 and the 35? <laughs> I got gotcha, yeah. you. Yeah. Know? <laughs> well, it's, it's the 30th, so I just needed two more. <laughs> Thanks for getting me this one. Like, that's what it looks like. And it's just ticky, t- it gets more ticky tack. And that's what I think frustrates the, the fans the most because oh, ticky tack fouls could be called every single play if you wanted completely to. Completely well, slows it, down the game, too. Yeah. There's holding all the time. Yep. It's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. I, I just wanted to quick wrap this up with one little thing here. Um, so, what? What the NFL did, they're actually working with Amazon. And I don't know if this is a good thing or a <laughs> creepy thing. You know, like, you know where I'm kind of going with this. So working with Amazon, and they're using their artificial intelligence program to identify all of these instances of players' helmets making contact with anything. Oh, gosh. Starting this year, the league has – they no longer have the added burden of showing that such contact was inst- or, uh, initiated by the player who is fined. So like, wow! Like, well, you see, you know so, what's coming. Oh yeah, but <laughs> with the with the AI stuff, I I don't like it at all. But are you are you telling me you can't put AI programming things on the goal lines? Right, <laughs> we still can't are tell. Are you freaking? Yeah, was this me? a first down or not? Well, let's get the chains out. We have AI telling us the helmet was actually initiated by the Packers player, not the Bears player, so Packers gets fined. <laughs> He's what, like, what? Like, <laughs> but, like, yeah, with, like, goal line stuff, with the chains thing. Yeah. You know, and, and they're, how they've been the last, what, two or three seasons with the AWS, like, uh, the, the stat commercial. Oh, yeah. You know, like, really, really cool stats. Like, where'd you guys pull that from? Yeah. How can we not figure this out? <laughs> right. For first downs, for scores, how do you how do you not have that lined out right now? 
as I cool don't as understand. Those, as cool as those commercials are, they're a load of crap. <laughs> like they're like, oh, he was 0.2 feet from touching his shoelace, and, and then it's well, this the has probability. a six percent chance of a touchdown. <laughs> right. Some throws it downfield. Oh, it's a touchdown. Okay, well, where did you come up with that crap? Like every single play from the 36 yard line. Yeah, it would out of all of them. 0.2% would probably be a touchdown, but I don't know. <laughs> I feel like they're trying to just dip their toes in, but they're not willing to go full on and be like, and take out the integrity of the game. But then right. they show us all this stuff. And yeah. it's like, oh yeah, replay it's here. Replay here says it was incomplete, but the refs say it was complete. And then it's just like so many different things. And then everybody's wrong, but then ha- like it, it's, it's the worst. I, as much as I love football, I can't stand sitting watching football games because it's just momentum of the game. Like, like kind of John said, it's just, he just gets sucked out of you. And it's like, F, like, Lions could have won this game. But the second quarter, there was a holding penalty that wasn't holding penalty, but we got a touchdown, but it got called back, and then we punted, and then they got a touchdown. It's like, that changed the game. <laughs> but, but how many times when you're watching your team on offense, you have something 20-plus yards happen, and you go, <gasps> yep, <laughs> where's the flag? <laughs> you're looking left side of the screen, right side of the screen. You're looking for the little flag emblem, yeah. and you're like, oh, my gosh, we did it. And then, you're, flag. And then you're playing the, the Vikings, and they all have yellow shoes. Like, wait, is that a flag? No. Is that a, is that a flag? <laughs> yeah. is that a flag? No, yeah. right, we're good. We're good. You're not no, even, like, watching the play. You're watching the reps. You yeah. know, it's just like they're all squad down, ready to go. Like, all right. <laughs> right? And when's it coming? It's going to be late. Um, these guys. Just... Part of that, too, yeah, they, they bring in these insiders, these ex-NFL referees to get their opinions. <laughs> like, are they going to bring in computers now? Because it's Mike like, Pereira. Yeah. Hey, like, Siri, was that a penalty? Oh, man, and I feel well, according to rule 6.497. Let's check with Amazon real quick. Yeah, it's like yeah. I kind of feel bad for that guy because you know that he just <laughs> called all these plays or, or, you know, penalties, fouls, everything uh, of the game for so dang long. Now you get him in there and he's confident about one and it's not. Yeah. You know, it's just like, well, what's better than – I'll give you my opinion at that rate. It's one know? of the most frustrating things. Trav always argues they got to get rid of replay and stuff. I'm like, no, they just got to get it right. <laughs> That's all they got to do the is get is it right. They don't get it right per, per their rule. Yeah, like they don't. abide by your rule. But <laughs> yeah. when you don't, that's why everyone's mad. Yeah, it's so frustrating. But uh, real quick, Carrie from uh, on the on the comments, she said she's drinking from Transient Brewing Company. Um, wiped out, whipped out, whipped out. Oh boy. Moving <laughs> 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 on. Hey. <laughs> that's, no. a, that's a typo. <laughs> <laughs> is it uh, whipped out? Really? I think probably. My God. W- whipped out? I think it's whipped up, maybe. Whip. I think whipped it, out. I think it's probably. Be, it, it's supposed to be whipped up. Whipped up. Okay. Yeah. Whipped up. That works. Brian, thanks for watching, buddy. Appreciate it. Um, my topic for today um, was the Big Ten uh, media stuff going on. So I have a lot of stuff going on. I, I think we'll just zoom through it here quick. Um, the Big Ten negotiations as Fox, CBS, and NBC near deals, um, in addition to Fox, which had, so I'm going to read this from an article I found, locked up Big Ten rights months ago, The conf- which I didn't know. That kind of snuck over me. I did not realize Fox did that. S- did say it one more that? time. Sorry. Fox locked up the rights months ago. Did you know that? I Yeah, I remember, no. hear- yeah, we- I remember hearing Wait, about it. Really? Only because that I li- snuck up on yeah, me. Yeah, only because I listened to uh, Dan Patrick and Colin Coward on Fox. Sports. Oh, and they're yeah, way better than, than us. They're up to date. Is that what you're saying? No, I just remember. <laughs> I remember there being a brief mention. Okay, um, yeah. it was Joel, weird because I feel like Joel Klatt was on. And it was yeah, a lot of like 
speculation heading into the season with all the expansion and stuff. Yep. And then I feel like when I read this, I was like, wait, when did that happen, first of all? Um, but then everything is kind of falling into place, and that's what we're going to kind of get into. Um, the conference is likely, likely to partner with both CBS and NBC such in such deals as well. Oh, sorry. Such deals, if finalized, could result in the following Saturday slate. A noon start on Fox, a 3.30 start on CBS, and a prime time start on NBC. That's so crazy. Big Every Ten Saturday. with CBS, which I hate that because I think CBS does the worst football CBS of all time. Um, it's always what SEC, yeah. right? You know what? It's a step above ESPN. It yeah. is a step above ESPN. Absolutely. It, yep. Um, but then NBC getting involved, which yeah. antennas up. <laughs> like, what's going on with Notre Dame? That might exactly. be another part of it. Exactly. Very, very interesting. The, and I love that. I think NBC does football, like football, better than anybody. But I think Fox does college football better than anybody. Oh, yeah. So, like, I've, I feel like this is – a match made in heaven outside of the 3.30 start, which I hate 3.30 starts in general. So either give me the, the noon game or the night game, and I, I'm good with it. But um, the Big Ten is also likely to add um, some sort of streaming option, um, though not clear yet how it will be structured. Um, it might be through Amazon, might be through Apple, um, could be through uh, NBC's Peacock as well. I mean, it'll be really interesting to see how that all plays out. Um, CBS is expected to pay the Big Ten Three hundred and fifty million per year in its new deal. NBC is also expected to pay around three hundred and fifty million per year. And obviously, with what's going on with with Fox, I I haven't seen that one. So that's one I'm assuming there's is probably six hundred plus being like the the real holder of of, of the Big Ten. Um, that's going to be interesting. I, but it basically, eclipses a billion dollars in revenue for, for the Big Ten. Is what it sounds like, and I don't know if revenue is the right word in in media yeah, deals for sure. So, I think Notre Dame is slowly <laughs> oh walking gosh. right to the Big Ten. Yeah. What was like, the, what was hello? their com- comment like? If we can make seventy five million off of NBC, we'll stick stay independent. <laughs> well, Big Ten just got three hundred fifty million. Uh, bye bye. See ya. Like I'm sorry, they're not gonna. First of all, I doubt they even gonna pay you seventy five million dollars. <laughs> they're probably gonna say. Get your butt in the Big Ten, and we'll see you there. I feel like eventually NBC is going to make that type of decision. We're, we're done with you, Notre Dame. I, look, that's coming from a non-Notre Dame fan. Notre Dame fans will probably get all mad, be like, oh, well, no, they're going to well, still love us and stuff. I think this, is, this might be the end of Notre Dame at, as independent. NBC checks bank account, zero. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, Notre Dame, you're going to have to join – the Big yeah, Ten go, or the ACC go, go or over the to that, that Big Ten school, and then we'll, we'll yeah. still show your games. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I would assume that CBS will have other, like, and, and you also have the Big Ten network that's going to have a game. So, I mean, right. it's not just those three games that are going to be shown. Every game is going to be shown by high end. But then the other conversation is ESPN being done. How does that make you feel? Like, first of all, I hate ESPN. I think they do a terrible job with all games except 100%. for Kirk Street games. I like their night games. I think they do a good job with that. Now, will the Big Ten ever see a ESPN night game anymore? They can't now, right? I, I think that's the rule. Will big, right. uh, game, game day ever show up at the big Big Ten games? Do we care about that, or is that ship sailed? Like, I'm, uh, these are just questions I'm kind of asking myself, and I don't know the answer yet, but... I, you know, with the college game day, I think they still show up, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, you, you've seen 
uh, Fox, what is it? What do they call it? Uh, Fox Big Noon Kickoff. Big Noon Kickoff, which way better than ESPN game, yeah, personally. Same, same type of thing. You had Barstool Sports there at the same time with College Game Day and all those guys. I mean, they're still going to show up for events like that. But as far as the, the airing, I mean, yeah, I don't know, whatever. I, I'm not missing out on anything. No. Like, who, who, who's the girl that does the the 3:30 starts on ESPN? Is it Beth or uh, just? If I, I don't have to listen to fan. her, or and it's not just her; it's a lot of the ESPN announcers that do an absolutely terrible job that Beth. I'm excited that I don't have to listen to. Yep. If that's the way that this is all going <laughs> to unfold, but John, you, what do you think about this all going on? I mean, a billion dollars in media rights. <laughs> a year. Yeah. All right. Welcome. Better recruiting. Um, yeah. Everything that comes along with it. Yeah, I think the Big Ten is going to continue to expand. Um, and, you know, they have to uh, with this happening. You know, you've yeah. got to take advantage while you can. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens in college football down the road. I think there's going to be a lot of big changes, like yeah, drastic, like, I don't know, realignment stuff. Uh, we don't have to talk about any of that right now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if, I guess, I don't know. You get Notre Dame in there. You get Stanford in there. I don't know. Add Oregon. Oregon, Wow. Yeah. Like, look out. That's that's a lot of fun football to watch on it is. national, like, mainstream yeah. out- outlets. Big, big name schools. Yeah. They might not be the best football schools all the time, but, like, big name schools that have an audience, have a – uh, a big um, media, whatever I'm, I'm trying to think of, a uh, market. And it's just going to, it's, SEC's just got a new deal that's striking up with ESPN now, right? It's a fairly new deal. And I think it was like. I, I would assume, I would I, assume I, ESPN I, I is pouring was, all of the dough into that I one. think it was like a, a fairly new deal. And it's less than a third of this, I think. Okay. Really? I think so. If I remember correctly, I think it was like 300 million a year. Yikes. Which is great for them, but. When there Compare was that to a billion, yeah. Like when there Big were ten knows what they're doing. When there were like good matchups in the SEC, it w- I always liked watching the late afternoon SEC games on CBS. But is that the one with the "You Are Looking Live" guy? Yeah. I liked him. I thought um, he did a good job. And then, yeah, I, it's just uh, I think a lot of that is just like the crowd atmosphere too. Like if you had an LSU or a Bama game, Ole Miss, you yeah. throw a couple of those marquee like matchups in there, like that was cool, but. Man, yeah, again, the Big Ten expanding. Um, there's going to be a lot of big matchups yeah. every week, week in and week out. So it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, yeah production absolutely. production value is obviously a key to and, all of this. And how about, like, the smaller schools that are playing these Big Ten teams? Huge for them. That are now going to be on Fox, you know, where you might have saw that. Might have saw that game on ESPN or the Big Ten Network, yeah. you know. Yep. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, it doesn't hurt. It doesn't. It doesn't hurt it's, Big Ten football whatsoever. It's crazy that when I saw that billion dollars, holy smokes! That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, and it's split between multiple networks. That's that's telling you, like, yeah, it might mean more in the SEC. Well, you're not getting that money for for what means more to you. So, oh, good good stuff. It'll be interesting to see. Like, it's obviously not official yet, but uh, definitely worth talking about in the moment. Having fun and talking sports in the state of Michigan. You're listening to State of My Sports. Fire Al. Fire (laughs) Al. Fire Al. I don't like talking about the Tigers. I really don't. But it is post-trade deadline. There was some interesting things going on 
and we're starting to get into that that tank mode and checking the stand the bottom of the standings, making sure everything lays out. Um, so I did want to start just kind of talking about what we saw um, since last episode. Um, they they went two and five. Uh, they are now forty three and sixty seven overall, dead last in the division uh, behind the uh, Royals now, uh, second to last in the AL. Um, they have more wins than the A's. Um, in seven, they're sorry, two more wins in the A's and seven more wins than the Nationals, uh, third to last in the league, and now, um, and lose everything now. Like, that's that's where it meant. Like, 97 won the ticket. Obviously, I talk about them a lot because that's what I listen to, but uh, Karsh and Anderson were having a conversation, and it, they talked about it. So they're like, look, this is spring training. You want to learn more about your players, you want to see what they got, you want to see what they're doing, you want to be excited about them. But in the long run, you don't want to win or lose these. Like, you don't want to. It doesn't matter if you win or lose these games is the way they said it. I chimed in and was like, it does matter. You need to keep losing. Like, that's where we're at now, unfortunately. Like, Absolutely. Let this S hit the fan. Like, it needs to happen. And then I was, like, kind of preparing for this last night, and I started digging into it, and it's like, it's actually, people might forget lottery starts next year for the MLB. And that was oh, yeah. shocking to me. I remember talking about it. I remember it all going down. But then I was like, all right, yeah, we need to be in that. So I did dig into a little bit what the, the lottery is. Um, the, the lottery is, is the first six picks uh, determined are determined by the lottery. It is important for the Tigers to lose, um, obviously, are valuable. From what I read, only the first six picks are determined based on some percentage. So I found the percentages. And I, th- I think this is still speculation. Yet. I don't think there's anything, like, nailed down. But I could be wrong. Because um, this was from a pretty uh, early or young article, um, like early in, in the year, I should say. Um, so the first three teams, odds for selecting first overall are 16.5%. It drops to 13.25, 10%, 7.5, 5.5, 3.9. So it's like we need to finish in that bottom three, bottom five. That is really important because outside of the six, like say you say a team or two jump you, then you start falling into the – like once the six is, is determined by the lottery, then it goes by worst record from seven and down. So it's really important. And I hate playing this game. And now, I, now that we have to play this in baseball, it, it really sucks. Oh, yeah. um, but it, it's something that we got to keep an eye on. We need to lose these games. What is that going to entail, though, is, is very curious to me. Are we going to lose A.J. Hinch? Honestly, put a knife to my nose, I'd probably say he's done. I really do. I, I think this is going to be a start from start over type type scenario. Um, new GM, new coach. Um, but I guess time will tell. I, I don't know. I think it's probably too early to get into that. But if this team continues to go as bad as they are, I don't know if AJ wants to stay, and I don't know if the Tigers can can just be like, yeah, we got to hold on to you and let and bring in the new GM, which we'll get into that here soon, and not let him pick his his manager, not coach. Sorry. I don't know. What do you What do you guys think about where we're at in this this tiger season? <laughs> it's a freaking mess. It's so bad watching this team. I, it there literally the highlight is tanking. It it is honest to goodness, isn't it? Sad. We're still it's in what, August, sad. early August. And we're like, yeah, let's just lose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're completely it, checked oh, out. It's it's bad. There, there's. No talent on the field. You got hot. You have the name and Javi Baez out there. Okay, who has leading the league you, in errors? And you got hitting two 
old man, old man Miggy, his smile makes everyone smile and sell tickets. It's <laughs> cute and great. Yeah. But we have nothing. It's we have so nothing to show. We have an incompetent GM. A, AJ Hinch that may be disgruntled, maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. It it's just a it's a Mm, it's, it's, it's a piss-poor organization and, right and, now. And I did want to talk a little more about the weekend, and we'll get into the trade deadline and where the, the front office is at and stuff. But in, there's some crazy things that I found. In four games, in a four-game series against the Rays this past weekend, the Tigers walked two times to the Rays 27 times. <laughs> two. How is that not an approach issue? How – is this hitting coach still the issue, or still have a job? Or if this is AJ Hinch's call, how does he still have a job? I said something about the hitting coach like a month oh, ago. Yeah. How I mean, are we we've not freaking talking about this? Yeah, John, what were you going to say? Uh, I, I, I guess Akil Badu must have played, right? <laughs> they had that many. They yeah, had that I think many he had like, Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Was, just no patience at the plate. I, I, I still am just blown away that like in. Early in the game, when things are close, you got to run around first, and you're not even laying down one bunt yeah. opportunity. You know, not even don't even show it. Like it's not even a card in their hand anymore. And it's just like they're not going to win with the long ball. Why can't you play a little small ball just to make things close, make yeah. things exciting, put some pressure on these pitchers, make them finish their games out, make their pinch counts go up, make the bullpen get used. You know, like yeah. we're going through. What a record number of starting pitchers this year, right? Leading, oh, the, yeah. leading the majors. I'm and, sure. Uh, different starting pitchers that we've had to call upon, which I never would have thought going into the season. Obviously, you can't predict injuries and guys going on the DL. Um, but this is, yeah, it's just it's it's garbage. It's uh, yeah, I I don't know if, if tanking is a word that they can use in the MLB. Like, <laughs> it, it's tanking. It, it, are we trusting a process anymore? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't like this process. If it's process of elimination, then yeah, we're gonna probably lose a really good manager. Everything you've mentioned, like you said, yeah, a lot of the fans are checked out. With everything you mentioned to a T, how are you gonna tell me that the entire coaching staff isn't checked out? It, in I, in a sense, yeah. I just, no, I mean. I can't imagine what what's what they're going through. And and AJ Hinch used to come on the the ninety seven one every every week. He hasn't been on in a couple weeks. There's something going on. Like it is it is not going to end well. Another stat: they walked obviously, like I said, two times. They struck out twenty nine times, which was, I mean, two two to twenty nine. <laughs> That's not a good ratio. Um, another and then the in the Sunday's game, ninth inning, great. I mean, really good baseball game. I sat and watched some of it with with, with Easton which I can't explain to him <laughs> this going on right now. So I just let him hope that the Tigers win and like just be really into oh, he, it. He probably thinks they're in every game, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. 0-0 zero, zero to the ninth, and then what happens? Seven runs. <laughs> and they lose seven to nothing. And another shutout. I'm sure this is probably like the 30th time, probably in the 20s, more realistic number that they've been shut out this year. That's I what's mean, going on right now. Are they getting shut out? Five to zero. No, sounds about right. <laughs> what else is new? <laughs> it's just, it is just an absolute you-know-what show. Um, getting into the deadline, the, the moves that were made. Grossman um, was traded to the Braves for left-hander Chris Angler, a former 16th round pick. Uh, he started this year with single A, Augusta, um, green jackets, but struggled to turn to tune of a 5.93 ERA and a 1.549 
whip. Uh, he struck out 36 batters in 30 innings, blah, blah, blah. Um, also issued 19 walks. He does not break the Tigers' top 30 prospects, prospects nor did he with the Braves. Um, so great job. Um, I'm not going to say like we lost this trade by any means because we're giving up Grossman. I didn't expect anything, but like it's just it's just funny that he doesn't even break our top 30 just, prospects. It's just... Can can you reread what you said in parentheses there? The former what? Sixteenth uh, rounder. <laughs> round. <laughs> it's just crazy. What um, a return! But, but I mean, with Grossman's expiring contract, you weren't expecting a lot, right? I think I watched the game where Grossman was pulled from the game, and they informed him that he was traded. And yeah. They interviewed him in the locker room after the game. Was that at your house? No. No, you know, I don't I, think it was. So, no, it, it was, was we it? recorded last Monday, yeah. and the trade deadline was on Tuesday. He was traded that night. Okay. So it, the, it did come out. So. After after we left. But, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. His in-locker room uh, conversation, I guess, I wouldn't really call it an interview, but they were kind of sending him out. Man, he didn't look like he was too sad about leaving Detroit. <laughs> like, and, uh, you know, really looking forward to a fresh start and hopeful opportunity. And Yeah. Uh, I'm sure, you know, Atlanta's in the hunt, so at least he's going to a contender. Good for him. Must be nice. Yeah, and then uh, Michael Fulmer was traded uh, across the hall because they were playing Minnesota, <laughs> which was – I mean, that's just funny. <laughs> the way that, that, that all goes down. Um, didn't he? He got rocked that night too, didn't he? <laughs> I think he did. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. That game went into extra innings, yeah, but he, and he gave was, up like He was the one that gave up the tying yeah, run, I think. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, to the Twins, uh, in return, Detroit received right-hander Sawyer Gibson-Long, a former six-round pick um, who, was, who, had, who also had not appeared uh, among the Twins' top 30 prospects and does not crack the Tigers' th- top 30 prospects. So it's not even Great. talking Baseball America's top 100. We're not even talking about our top 30. Like, <laughs> it's just, I mean, again, expected. It, look who's doing the job. Look who we're giving up. It wasn't that big of a deal. I don't want to like lose any sleep over losing these trades, but I, I think it's a, a it's a bigger picture of of what was going on because we they we went into it talking about Tarek Skubal, Gregory Soto, Joe Jimenez or Jimenez, Andrew Chafin. We're all being talked about. Former on top of Fulmer and Grossman, um, but with control, it felt like like we still have control of these other guys. It felt like Avila, like handcuffs were put on him and said, "Do what you want with these two. You cannot make any decisions on guys that we have control over. It felt like that, didn't it? Like I'm not. I'm, look, there are teams that would have wanted these guys, and it truly felt like they were like, Avila, you're gonna get your, you know what, handed to you, promotion if you want to call it that. We'll, we'll figure out what it, what it is when all of a sudden done. But it felt like those guys were off limits. The the guys that were that he was allowed to trade were the two that he did. And it just feels yeah. it feel it just feels that way. And now, will we ever get the truth? No, we won't, unfortunately. But when we were heading into that deadline, and we were talking about multiple guys, guys that could bring value to some, you know, c- contenders. Oh yeah. And none of them were moved, and we see why. It just it screams that Avila's gone. Hopefully soon, <laughs> rather than later. And th- and that's this gonna be my next question. You would agree with me that it seems like they put handcuffs on them and said, you can't do that, right? You can't trade these guys, right? Would you agree uh, with that? Yeah. So why does he still have a job? What is going <laughs> on that, like, does he have naked pictures of, of somebody that we don't know about? Like, what, what is going on? 
he's got somebody by the balls in that organization. It's like, you ain't fired me yet? Listen, <laughs> like, it's, it's absolutely right. insane. I get it. But at this point, he, he can't do any more damage this year. So oh, wait. You, you don't underestimate the value of what? the damage that dude can do. He's going to find a way. I know. I know. He's going to accidentally release uh, somebody. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to wonder what the heck's going on. Well, I think no, I, Little Caesar Hot and Ready Pizzas are at an all-time high right now. Right? It's got to have something to do with the, <laughs> I blame, the, the, uh, yeah, the play on the field. Come on, I, let's I be honest. I blame Avila. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, just, like with, with, with the lack of damage that can be done at this point, just wait till the season, ride it out, make the moves you need to make, and you <laughs> – you you better move this man out of the GM position. It do, I don't care where he goes. He cannot make these decisions any longer. And they need to do it now. He can't make trades. He can't make signings. Get rid of him. Tell tell the league we are open for business and we mean business. That's what people need to hear in the league because nobody's going to take this team serious if they're going to keep this keep this guy on. Where's Theo? Right. I mean, I'm sure he's got a pretty cushy I mean, job in the MLB, I, I but don't I mean, care. just Money. Chris Illich, you have two teams. I know Iserman's your, your hero, and you love him, and he's doing a great job, but you still own two teams. Chris, I'm talking to you. I'm not talking to you, Micah. I'm talking to Chris mm-hmm. Illich right now. You have two teams. You have one doing great. Let that one go. You have one drowning. Start t- start getting your fingers on, on that one, right? <laughs> Throw him a lifesaver. <laughs> Do something, buddy. Do something. A um, couple more things that happened with, with the Tigers. After the trade deadline, the new farm system rankings came out. You know, like, we've always been told, you know, Vila's, he rebuilt our farm system, right? Like, we were up there. We were, we were strutting our stuff. Yeah, we might not be winning. We're rebuilding. But look at our farm system. Now here we are with our farm system depleted because guys are getting graduated up and we suck. And we now have the 24th ranked farm system in all of the MLB. I mean, just come on. Like, let's give him a hand with it. I just, I mean, let's go. Like, this is incredible. Great job, Avila. Our team still sucks. Our farm system now sucks. You've done way, way worse than Dave Dombrowski. And for the people that say Dave Dombrowski didn't pay attention to the farm system, this is why it doesn't matter. Farm systems don't matter. When you have a joker at the helm. (laughs) Get somebody in there, and it might be ownership, and maybe Avila's doing what he's told. I don't know. But this is absolutely embarrassing that they dropped that far. They were 13th heading into the season, which, again, wasn't that great. But then they dropped to 24th because of guys that can't play in the MLB or get called up to the MLB. It's just – it is the – it is such a joke in this in this state. Like, I've been trying to get creative with my memes. I don't know if you guys see these or not, but I've been creating these Avila memes. Oh, yeah, They're hilarious. getting a lot of traction. Like, people are loving hating on Avila. Uh, and I'm pretty proud of them. People are – like, like a, I'm not saying they're going viral or anything, but for us, one yeah. of my favorite ones was the earlier one. It was if it has vertigo, send it back. I know. I thought that would be was, a lot funnier. I was dying. I thought that one was good because I was like, all right, preparing Avila, preparing because <laughs> it was the Office. Yeah. You, ever, you like the Office? Oh yeah. So you know that episode when Michael Michael Scott's sitting there and. Uh, with the the guy that he thinks is part of the mob, and he keeps talking about, I'll send it back. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what uh, Michael said. I think it was like, 
I'll have a side salad. And if it's not in the side, I'll send it back. Yeah, yeah. And so I was just, so I, yeah, I don't know. I put Avila's face on it. It was good. I was pretty proud of that one. Um, but there's some, been some that's gotten attention. So, I don't know. Avila's a big, like, he's, he's enemy number one in Detroit. <laughs> there's, oh, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, how, and outside of Detroit. Going. I mean, right? it's, it's starting to spread. You know, anybody that moves away from Michigan's on the same boat, you know. Root for this team for so long. Yeah. Have all these hopes and make a couple World Series appearances and – this is what we get out of the The deal. last seven drafts, they drafted 12th overall, 3rd overall, 1st overall, 5th overall, 1st overall, 18th, and 19th overall. And we have the 24th ranked prospect, and we're still 3rd worst overall right now. It's just it's what, absolutely embarrassing. What, personally, okay, what is it going to do to your soul if you see Alaphila stay on for another season? If he stays on for another season? T- tell me like, you're, okay. you're temporarily done. I would love to say that I, I can't personally do that. I would, I would, I would. I think I'd pretend to, <laughs> and then I would still watch. <laughs> like that's just how uh, I can't not watch. <laughs> it's tough, but I would be just another. I mean, go ahead. Like let's just, let's do another year of this crap, and we'll continue to talk about Avila every episode. <laughs> yeah, just tune into the Tigers games to see his oh, failures and yeah. unaccomplishments just blossom. Yeah, another year. Um, another uh, last little bit of Tigers news, and I think we can make this quick, but Miguel Cabrera, um, early last week reports are coming out that he wasn't sure about next year, if he was going to be able to play, if he was gonna, if his body could get through it. Um, and then here we are, I mean, this week or, or late last week, he came out and said, no, he's going to finish out his contract and he's going to play next year. Now, I'm okay with it. I don't, I don't want to like push a guy out the door. He's got a contract. It's fair. Is he overpaid? Yeah, I don't really care because it's no salary cap, so I don't think that should be a, a crut, crutch for uh, ownership or anything like that. But now like, I start thinking about, all right, but is him in that DH slot heading into next year and all of next year a problem? I'm not saying that the team's going to go out and win as soon as we get a DH or something like that. But we need to get some kind of power in the DH spot should be priority number one to get power oh. from. Now, again, I don't want to push Miggy out the door. He's a great – I love him. I would love for him to, to be on a team. I wish that they were in the step, direct, step in the right direction this year, can build on to it next year. But now I look at, like, a guy like this, this Kerry Carpenter guy who is, 20, is uh, 22nd overall prospect in Detroit but really – Exploded this year. He has 30 bombs, 75 RBI, hitting 316 in AAA, combination of AA, AAA. It's like, well, why can't we just give him a shot and shut down Miggy or, like, I I don't know the answer. Oh, yeah. But, like. Yeah. Who makes those decisions? I think Alvila, somebody like that. But, like. Good. Again, you don't cut a guy and say, here's 35 million. You don't do that to a legend. But is there a, a. a way to make this work better than paying him $35 million to be our DH next year. That's, I think, something that we're going to be playing around with in the offseason, into spring training, like trying to figure it all out. I don't expect you guys to have an answer. I don't have an answer. But, like, I think it's an intriguing opportunity here. Once the new GM comes in, what is he going to – what decision is he going to make is, is also a part of it. Maybe he could be, like, a player coach – and maybe, you know, when Detroit's getting blown out 14 to nothing, he can come in and pitch a couple <laughs> right? batters, you know? I, like, I did see a stat. Was it Harold Casher that keeps coming in and pitching? Yeah. He has more appearances than, like, 
Casey Mize and Matt Manning combined heading Jeez. Eduardo Rodriguez or something like that. It's like, oh my gosh. After yeah. the clown show. I don't yeah. know. I don't want to get rid of Miggy. I don't I don't know. But at the same time, like you got you almost have to give him that you know, that victory tour, right? That, yeah. that yep. retirement tour or whatever, a Hall of Fame tour, yeah. I suppose. Uh, he's gonna be in there. So it's one of those things, but yeah, like you said, overpaying for a position. Uh, Major League Baseball players are the last ones to take a little less money for the benefit of the team. Yep. You know, he's not a Tom Brady who's going to like, oh, spend money on wide receivers because yeah. I'm already worth a billion dollars. Uh, Look, I, I don't blame Miggy for wanting the money and for wanting his farewell tour. Yeah. I don't blame the Tigers for this last year of, of the deal and, and what we're paying him. I don't blame any of those situations, but then I just I wonder if we're better off without him for development purposes. And that's where that's the game that I'm going to be playing um, in the offseason, and we'll, we'll kind of see how it lands. I, again, I don't know the answer, um, but it'll, it'll be uh, pretty intriguing as, as we get closer to um, spring training. I don't know why I pushed that. I apologize. <laughs> if it's craft beer in Michigan sports, we may not be the authority, but we love both like a fat kid loves cake. Hot, hot! <laughs> This is State of My Sports. So we're moving on to some Detroit Lions conversation and really some some NFL talk. Um, I, I did want to talk start with with some of the NFL things that I, I think are worth touching on. Uh, Deshaun Watson, Watson suspension. We, this is probably what three weeks in a row now that we've talked about him. On Wednesday, the NFL the NFL announced that they were going to appeal the suspension handed to Watson. Um, on Thursday, reports circulated that the NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell selected former New Jersey Attorney General uh, Peter C. Harvey um, to hear the appeal. And then I saw something come up on my phone a little bit earlier that um, <laughs> the Goodell's uh, comments basically were, this guy's predatory... Um, Man, what's the word? Predatory behavior deserves a one-year suspension. So here we are. The the suspension came out, and what the NFL did um, by putting it in someone else's hands, then saying no, you're wrong. Like it's all kind of up there. But then I when, when I hear the quotes, his predatory behavior deserves one year. It's like, huh? No, his predatory behavior actually, if you're gonna call it that, deserves lifetime. You're done. In my opinion, <laughs> like Absolutely. if you're if you're, you're gonna go out and call a guy a predator, um, <laughs> those people are in prison for kick life. him out of the league, right? Yeah, I agree with that. Like, now, literally, now they're all civil suits that have been taken care of for the most part. We don't want to bore people with that type of information, but when when you see the commissioner, the guy that can do whatever the heck he wants, he can kick people out of the league. He can. Tell them to leave. I think he can lock them up in his basement. I, I don't know. He can do whatever he wants with the, with people. Um, Creepy. I know that was that was wrong. I shouldn't have said that. Uh, that was predatory behavior or <laughs> comment. It puts the uh, lotion on his but like, skin. When a guy comes out and says predatory behavior, like it just it it struck a nerve with me, and I was like, you yourself are going to call him a predator, but you're not going to kick him out of your league. No, I'm not saying kick the guy out of the league. That's not what I'm saying. But if you truly believe that he's a predator, why are you okay with him being in the league next year? Like, it's, it's, it's just such a weird thing going on. And we don't get paid enough to figure out the ins and outs and, and stuff like that. But it, that, did that strike a nerve with you guys when you heard that? Uh, or no? John, sorry, you were 
a little bit, but I think it, I think it mostly comes down to Roger Goodell having to say something now because the original suspension was completely out of his hands, which is what the NFL Players Association Union, the owners want, yeah. is for him to not be the one that comes down with the hammer. Um, but let's face it, you know, six-game suspension is not enough. Uh, for what has proven to happen, um, I know that these civil suits have been settled. Yeah. But you can't tell me that 25 people come out and, and accuse a guy of something yeah. and it not be true. That's that's a little far-fetched. You know, one one or two uh, massage therapists saying he might have crossed the line is one thing. Um, so I think it's just him, like, kind of throwing out a ploy to uh, hope that this next – or the appeal process uh, increases that suspension. I know that, like, they're hoping for a year. He already sat out a year. Um but at least, like, double that six-game suspension to give Cleveland no chance of, you know, having this guy in the field for any, like, significant games. Yeah, I just wanted to bring up kind of, like, how we viewed Ray Rice, you know. It, completely different situations, I get it, but it's it's what what have what has negatively been done to women with these NFL players, you know, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's... Ray Rice was one thing. Deshaun Watson's another thing, but it's it's essentially in the in the same realm. And Ray Rice hasn't sniffed a second of playtime yeah. since then because the and, video and, came out. Right, because the video came out. Yeah. But it that that also really doesn't matter. Like like John said, you're, you're talking like one or two isn't you know might be eh here or there, but we're talking like twenty five people. Yeah, that's a massive difference. Like. At that point, you're six games, one year. I mean, sure, maybe not kick him out of the league, but how are you – I mean, how is this not, like, being talked about with, like, what Josh Gordon has? You know, he's had, you know, drug abuse problems, and it's been year after year, reinstatement, year after year, reinstatement, da-da-da-da-da, however you want to play it, but it's just – it doesn't match anything. It's not consistent with what the league's – done in the past yeah i th- I think um substance abuse like matt prater comes to mind i, I forget what his i think it was like eight games actually it might have been an indefinite suspension until he got his stuff figured out and it's like this just seems it, it seems like it should be an indefinite suspension and be like we'll tell you when you're good you know what i mean and i mean getting into the the weeds here but like the nfl and nflpa came up with a decision to let independent people make these decisions. And then as soon as the first time that it happens, like I thought the NFL like set it up perfect for themselves. It was like, Hey, it wasn't our call. And then like you got one guy saying, Hey, we don't deserve anything. You got another league part of the league saying, no, he deserves a year, if not more. But the independent person said six games. So we'll just stick by that. And then it was not our choice. We're done. Wash our hands and walk away. But no, like the NFL is like, no, we're going to appeal this. Now, do I agree with the NFL? Yeah, probably. But like, if you're going to do it, like, just do it. You know what I mean? Like, if you want somebody to make this decision for you, stick by it. And that's the frustrating thing. Why does the NFL have to appeal a suspension? They should be the one setting the hammer. And I know that's what they're trying to get away from. But like, just, I don't know. It, it just feels so weird that, like, what's going on. And honestly, there's no right answer for it. Like, 
if the if it was a year, people would have been mad. If it was four games, people would have been mad. If it was six games, eight games, twelve games, people were going to be mad either way. You're not going to make everybody happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just that's where I just look at it and be like, the NFL missed the opportunity to be like, eh, that's what that's what that's what it is. It is what it is. Sorry, but yeah. Yeah. Um, another uh, another thing that was going on. Kyler Murray saga continued. Um, we didn't get into it last week, but the Cardinals did uh, go on and remove the study clause. Um, but the damage was done, right? Like you can't, you can't erase what they went through with that clause. Um, for the people that missed it, but he like had like a clause that he had to study. I think it was like six hours a week or something like that outside of the football stadium or something. And it was in good faith. And it was just like, it screams so weird, but then it just kind of keeps on going. Um, but this was the quote. After seeing the distraction it created, uh, we removed the addendum from the contract, uh, the Cardinals said in a statement to ESPN. It was clearly perceived in a way uh, that, were never in, that were never intended. Our confidence in Kyler Murray is high as it's ever been, which I'm assuming isn't very high, but it's as high as it's ever no. been. Um, and, uh, sorry, I lost my spot. And committed... Uh, to him, basically, is what is what they're at. Um, in an unscheduled press conference, a couple, uh, I think it was last Thursday, maybe the week prior, uh, Kyler Murray pers- pushed back on public criticism of his work ethic that was prompted by a clause. He said, "Independent study." Oh, sorry, that was that was all. I don't even know why I have that in there. That was stupid. But basically, he went on and said, <laughs> "He said, I'm flattered that you guys think that someone my size can." compete at this level without studying or something like that. It's just like, oh, my gosh, dude. Like, what in the world is your deal? Um, but he did say it's disrespectful and a joke. Um, kind of keep on going with the Kyler Murray stuff, which I just love because I was an anti-Kyler Murray guy heading in um, to the draft, <laughs> and I kind of, like, love that I'm kind of right about it. Um, but during a recent practice, Kingsbury became a bit uh, perturbed, 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 perturbed. What is that word? John? Perturbed. I'm going to say perturbed because that sounds right. Anyways, with Murray shaking his head at some of the play calls, Kingsbury then proceeded to show his star signal caller that calling plays isn't as easy as it may look at times by turning those duties over to Murray during um, backups and scout team reps. He said, I just wanted him to know, hey, this S ain't easy. Every now and then, he starts shaking his head when I'm calling it in there. I'm like, all right, big dog. Um, Anytime we can keep him involved, um, he was coaching them up right until this last second. Um, Like, while they were trying to throw, he was trying – he was saying stuff to them. So probably won't be doing that again. I would not want to play for Kyler Murray if I were a quarterback coach. Um, that, sorry, that was butchered. But anyways, the fact that a head coach did that to his star quarterback, this seems like this is ready. This is a soap opera, first of all. Crash and, and burn. Something is done there. It is not going to end pretty. Now, they locked up Kyler Murray, so who's going to be the bad guy? Cliff Kingsbury. But, man, if, if it anyone's seems like the problem, Kyler Murray is the problem. Kyler Murray. I agree. Oh, not, yeah. not that I'm saying Kling, Kingsbury's a, a good hey, coach or anything like that. I'm not saying that. but I think he's a good coach. I think he's a good play caller. I just think you know. I just think Kyler Murray is continuing to be shown to be the issue. In doing what Kingsbury did right there, 
He did that on purpose. He did that to, m- to make him look bad, in my opinion, and to talk about it after the fact. I forget what national sports show I was listening to. Uh, they talked about how Kyler Murray's in these, like, Fortnite and <laughs> Madden <laughs> yeah. tournaments. Right. And if you look back on his career, like, his st- statistically, like, bad games that he has had in the NFL – have happened to fall on the same weekends that these big national worldwide tournaments are going on. Yeah, so it was – um, I think they, it's like the double – He's a big gamer. It's a Call of Duty, I think. Is it Call of Duty? Yeah, okay. and like when they have double what a, yeah, double point week weeks or weekends and stuff, like he's lost every game and he's just yeah. absolutely terrible. So I don't know, man. <laughs> it's like, actually really funny. It is, and I, I think that's why it's in – you know, was originally in the contract clause. Um, <laughs> yeah. And – I don't know. I, I think maybe it was just a, a way to make the Arizona Cardinals um, offseason a little more relevant because, you know, DeAndre Hopkins is down with uh, PED use, you know, yeah, so, yeah. like, that's a black eye. But, um, you know, they play in the same conference as the L.A. Rams and the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah. And Russell Westbrook – or not Westbrook. Wilson. Wilson left, you know, yeah. Seattle, go to Denver. So, hey, how can we get in the news, you know? Yeah. Here, and this is what no, we do. Something that I did want to – and I'm asking this. If one of you guys want to look it up, great. If you don't want to, that that's fine. But aren't the Cardinals the in-season hard knocks team this year? Because they did in-season. Yeah, they hard did knocks? in-season hard knocks for the Colts last year, and I'm pretty sure it's the Cardinals this year. Oh, <laughs> I could be wrong, <laughs> but. If that's the case, <laughs> that's going to be must-watch TV one. for different reasons. But <laughs> John, John, you are going to look that up. But it's just, I don't know, very – he did it on purpose. And that sounds like a marriage on the fritz. You know what I mean? Like it, is, it does not oh, yeah. seem like it can, can end well in any way, shape, or form. And I, I was right. It's verified. Sweet. Verified. Write it down. I don't have to cut that out. So that's good. Good, good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, last little order of NFL news was the Matthew Stafford elbow injury. He's got thrower's elbow, which is normally reserved for baseball players. McVay um, stopped short of calling Stafford's injury tendonitis, but he did tell reporters last week that it's tricky, a tricky deal and abnormal for a quarterback. Uh, this week it sounds like it's going much better, but if this season is – if it's a, a season-long lingering injury – if you miss a significant amount of time, I'm just looking at that draft pick. I'm like, can the S hit the fan for the Rams this year? Like, maybe Stafford just sit out a year, get that elbow right, let us get a like, let Wolford kind of get in there and, and do his thing, <laughs> and and like, I'm playing that game hey, now. It, like, it, hold on, when hold Stafford's under quarterback, I'm still gonna be like, all right, go do it, buddy. But when Stafford's not under quarterback, I just or under center, just lose, baby. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate to see Wolford go out there and struggle. Then win two games, we get the first overall pick for the Rams. We make the playoffs, have a great old time. That's just now, my opinion. Being a Lions fan, wouldn't you go? All right, Stafford. If you really love Detroit, <laughs> right? You'd say, "Sorry, can't do it this yeah, year." Yeah, sorry, my elbow hurts. And then off season next year, you know, I really want to go back to Detroit. <laughs> so trade me back there. <laughs> like, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. There you Stab go. Ever come in? We get our quarterback. We get our we got our team built. We got our dude running the show. And he's a dude. Campbell, Campbell, just uh, biting kneecaps. 
Not elbows, kneecaps. I don't know. Kneecaps, just, elbows, look, toes. It sounds like it's they're trying to make it a non-story, but it feels like a story, and it's something that I'm going to be keeping a, a pretty close eye on because it does mean a lot for the Lions to get a good draft pick. Like if that can become so, what was it? The, yeah. the last draft pick in the first round. Look what they did with it with their first and second round pick. I already talked about it, but if that's right. a top fifteen pick next, right next to our top fifteen pick, that's that's a big deal. Like that. Oh yeah. That's when you can really make some noise. Yeah. And that would yep. be really exciting. Um, and you know, Lions could have a have the first overall pick. So like, it could be a first and fifteen. Like. That's when it's going to get really intriguing. And that's when it, it feels like, yeah, we've lost the trade because they went and won the Super Bowl, but we won the trade because it panned out, and we still got true value with that and, first, over, first round got, pick. And you still got Will Anderson. Yeah. That'd be, and then we don't have to trade for Raekwon Smith, right? Oh my goodness, the table is growing. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I'm standing up. <laughs> um, but I do want to get a little bit into the Detroit Lions camp. Um, attendance quotes, some Campbell stuff and, and some rah rah guys that we're, we're figuring out are probably gonna be the story tonight here ten o'clock hard knocks to start and I hope yeah, all of our viewers just t- checked uh, off so, and yeah. two minutes ago <laughs> yeah um but I mean all right so there was quite a bit of buzz at Ford Field on Saturday um, as the Lions welcomed fans inside the stadium uh, for a closer look at the twenty twenty squad look. It, it's nowhere near, I'm sure, what, what goes on in Green Bay. I'm not going to pretend that it is. But when 18,000 fans show up in Ford Field, when you just won three games, and this is what the, the fans are like, there is some kind of extra energy in Detroit. And it, it is really, really exciting. Um, is this like I said, the first time they've done a family thing? No, they do, this, they do this every year. Oh, they do it every year. Yeah, okay, but, right. I mean, it's this is the most that they've had since, I want to say it was 2016. So I mean it's okay. it's been a long time. Yeah, so for it, sure. it's it's and that was when they were coming off a playoff appearance. So, right. Right. Um, the buzz is there when it might not should be yet. So I think that's just the really exciting thing. And I think it, it kind of surrounds around Campbell, um, who who had some quotes to the crowd. He said, "Hello, Motor City. Um, this is unbelievable. Uh, love at look at you guys. I think what makes Detroit special is the fact." Uh, that you guys will roll your sleeves up and put in a hard day's work. Uh, we want to model ourselves after that. I'll, I'll tell you what, you would give your coat in a winter to somebody that needed it. Uh, man, <laughs> he has such hard quotes to read, and I'm not a good Don't reader, read so that makes it you. hard. Um, that's what this community's uh, about. However, nobody will take advantage of our hospitality. Nobody. That's what we're all about. This team is working their rear off. Uh, to give you something to be proud of. They're grinding it out uh, right now, and I know this. We are freaking starving. We're starving, so the hyenas better get out of the way. Now, is the hyenas like a, a, a thing with, like, lions? Or is that, like, the laughing hyenas? And he's talking about people that laugh at the lions, like, get out of our way. We're about to show it. Like, I don't know. I don't I, <laughs> Let's spend the next 20 minutes unpacking that quote. I think no, it's like, just, just breaking down the animal kingdoms here. <laughs> right? I really don't think uh, he's that. <laughs> like, as, as odd as that may have sounded to be there and listen to that, I really don't think Dan Campbell's that kind of, kind of guy. He's just like pulling things out of his hat to say, you <laughs> right? know, just kind of like the rah-rah guy like he yeah. is, right? And yep. Yeah. I definitely don't think he's into Disney. 
Oh, no. sorry, Jarrett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, some other stuff that happened this past weekend. Golf to Shark is really becoming uh, very interesting. And we have some quotes from Ben Johnson, the new offense coordinator, about Shark. He said, I think it's exactly what we saw on tape. Um, he's a long guy. He can run really, really well. He says something – or he's, yeah, he says something every day. You know, they didn't ask me to do this in Jacksonville. Now, look, we don't want to get into, like, comparison to Jacksonville because if we're comparing ourselves to Jacksonville, what are we? Jacksonville and Detroit comparing ourselves against each other. <laughs> we're like the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> like, it's not that great to – you know what I'm saying? Dan Campbell, <laughs> Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer. Well, well, you know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> all right, great. One wants to bite kneecaps. The other we, one wants to we, kick uh, you. We're know? paying a wide receiver $10 million to come over here and say, you're better than Jacksonville. Thank you oh for being boy. better. No, it doesn't get me all fancy, but it's just it's good to see. Um, but he said uh, that's what we want him to feel because, once again, we'll kind of make that determination um, what's best, what he's best at, and then make sure he's doing that uh, for us on game day. But the size and speed, they show up every single day for us. Chark had two touchdowns out of the four from Goff in, in that little scrimmage that they had. Uh, throwing into tight windows, gaining confidence downfield, and allowing his guys to make plays seems to be the new like golf this year, and that's exciting to a quarterback that's kind of willing to take a little more chances. And you're you're going to see some some risk reward type situations and might get burned, but I want to take those risks because I think that's what we're really we need to start becoming something. You know what I mean? If we're going to be the highest paid offense. Show that we're the highest paid offense. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm not saying be the best offense. I'm saying be something more than just run yeah, prove on third your worth. Nine. Yeah, exactly. So yep. um, just really, really um, fun, fun stuff, fun, fun stuff to hear. And I'm really excited to watch this uh, uh, hard knocks and, and see what – get a little more information about what, what we're actually watching. Um, but Jamal Williams had another quote, and I do have it written down here, the transcript, but I think we got the video here. So – John, are you able to play that, that audio for for people? Let's give it a whirl. All right. Well, I'll let y'all know, man, today is the minimum of effort. Do not give up. Do not feel like you're tired. Were you tired? Think of last year and think of that record. Every time I get tired or I think I can't go no more, I think of that record. Last year wasn't it. Whew. That ain't us. We can make it. Have some heart. I get emotional about this. I'm about to cry because I care about y'all. Do your best. Let's go. Lions on three. One, two, three. All right. When you guys hear stuff like that, <laughs> now, great to hear. Get chills. Yeah. Great little, to hear. A little emotional. That's fine. It's getting kind of eye rolly, isn't it? Two times in a row. Like, from our perspective, yeah, we can be like, no, he's good. He's pumping up his guys and stuff like that. I feel like when you're in that huddle, you're eye-rolling just a little bit. <laughs> and I'm what? I'm curious of what's yeah. going on there. And I don't know. What were you going to say? Go ahead. No, I, I, I think it really depends on what he's feeling from his team, like, at that day of practice. I mean, man, if he feels like people are giving some pretty poor effort, yeah, you – expect something like that in a huddle afterwards yeah, like yep. th- this is the the man's a leader yeah and he not 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 in a you know not in a 
kind of a, a jerk way here, but I mean, he, the the man comes from winning, and and he he has seen leadership in the past. Has he ever won a playoff game? Jamal? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he did. Okay. Dang. That man. was the last time the Packers won a playoff Jeez game. Was really Jamal? Well, he's on your team. Be <laughs> easy, man. Goodness here we gracious. go. <laughs> Sorry, you said winning. I'm, I just want to. Trying to be nice. I can rumba. Sorry. <coughs> Anyways. No, I mean, like, that, that man knows what it takes to win. He's He's got that heart. He's got a heart of a lion. Hey, hope. So just let the man talk. I mean, sure, it, it might be eye-rolly to you, but, man, like, you take what you can get right now and take that type of fierce leadership all day long. Somebody's got to say it. Somebody's got to be the voice at these, you know, yeah. uh, spring practices, we'll call them. What is this, preseason? Um, summer camp. I'd, summer camp. <laughs> I'd rather, I'd rather uh, uh, a little guy like Jamal Williams get emotional and almost cry and his voice squeak a little bit than, like, Jared Goff. If your quarterback's squeaking his voice and, you know, cracking, yeah, then, then you, you got to be kind of worried, you know. There's got to be a red flag flying somewhere. But, uh I, I I just hope he's on the roster, right? The running back depth chart is pretty deep now in Detroit, bringing Justin Jackson aboard, amongst others, DeAndre Swift. Um, so I just hope that, you know, we got a spot for him on the team and that he can get some playing time. And he is the kind of player that plays his heart out when he has the opportunity. Um, so, if, if yeah, if he can translate that into the season and we can see some progress, that'd be great. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree. I I, I – so I think saying somebody's got to say it is a perfect way to do it. And obviously Dan Campbell trusts him, and he's he's been there, done that around the league, and I, I do love that part of it. But then I go back to, like, when I was playing uh, college hockey and people are talking about the year prior and it's like, well, we did this and we did that. This is the good, this is the bad. We won the national championship. And I'm just like, I, like in my opinion, and, and when he's bringing up, you know, last year's record and, and this and that, I'm just like, I, I don't know the exact number, but I'm assuming 30% of the roster is turnover. You got rookies out there that have never played a snap and then just like sitting there like, I don't give a flying F about your guys' record last year. Like, this is a new team. Like, let's move on from last year. That bothered me a little bit. Like, look, again, it's a pump up speech. Nothing wrong with it. I, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. But I just like, I wonder if there's more to it than it's like, it, it feels more eye rolly. It feels like, conspiracy like you know tinfoil hat maybe he is more on the bubble and if the lions can eventually cut him and be like look your leader was just cut like your rah-rah guy your guy that was been in your face was just cut your job's not safe if his job wasn't safe your job's not you know what i mean like kind of go over that type of i I don't know that's just where i'm kind of like that's kind of my my head's going this way my head's going do I think we're going to cut Jamal Williams? No, I don't. Heading into camp, he was an interesting name that I was like, maybe eventually save some money type thing, but it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. I don't expect it to happen, but I don't know. It's just something that I've... I think you should cut him. <laughs> yeah, and you guys would pick him up? Yep. Yeah, I don't think you guys would... Th- I don't think he would go back to Green Bay. He'd be on, three, three, third string there. But, yeah. I don't know. Something to keep an eye on, I guess, especially during hard knocks, which we're... It's going on right now, which is why our viewers went down. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Your O-line. soul is crushed right now. Yeah. You want to be home. All right. O-line, 
And then, look, I'm going to save Road to the Playoffs for a different week again. I, I'm going to cut that <clears throat> once again, but I'm going to save it, right, for next week? Yeah. yeah? You guys right with that? We got time. To do it this week or next week? Yeah, you can next do week. it this week. But Well, I got to do O-line first, and I think this could take a little bit. Really? Yeah. Your O-line? Yeah, because I'm putting you guys on the spot a little bit here. You don't even know what's going on with us. We'll, we'll see. We'll see if we have time. John, you make the decision, okay? All right. You tell me. Flip right. a coin. But I did want to talk about the O-line. And, look, I, I don't think there's any secret about, like, Ryan and I. I, I think we, we love this O-line. We think it could be top five. We, there's been multiple. I, I think you agree they could be oh, yeah. a really high-end offensive line. John, like, it seems like that's probably our best unit, right? On this, this offense or this this team in general, like our offensive line is our best unit. So then I'm like, okay, where would you guys rank them? And look, I'm not expecting you to know every single team's <laughs> offensive line or something like that. I think like, I know where you're going. Where with would this. you lean in with <laughs> this team? Like, where would you nail them down and be like, yeah, they're a top five offensive line. Yeah, they're they're a top ten. They're top twenty. Like, wh- where is your comfortable be like, yeah, that, that's where they deserve to be because you got guys like. All right, I think I have the starting the starting one here. I always want to make sure I get the names right. You got Decker, Jackson, Ragnall, Vitae, and Sewell. Vitae, unbelievable year last year. Ragnall made the Pro Bowl after people opted out. Ragnall, when healthy, was one of the best centers. Taylor Decker, hate him or love him. He's consistent when he's playing and is has been a top 10 left tackle in this league. So, like, when you build that to what we've seen, they've never all taken a snap together. Take that for 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 a grain of salt, but like, where would you land them in, like, just out of quick, where where do they rank in your a, your opinion? A top five. You would say top five. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. John, <laughs> I, where would you say? I'd comfortably say top seven. Okay. I can't tell you who the other six offensive exactly. lines like, are. Yeah. You know, and like throw out names. Well, but um, it's reasonable, right? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So I did find some offensive line rankings. <laughs> are you guys are right with me going through these? ESPN. Yeah. Yeah, you already know. Yeah. Okay. All you right. just do your thing. Anyways. I won't say anything. Number one offensive line, Kansas City Chiefs. Predicted to be the number one pass blocking um, offensive line and number five uh, run block. Green Bay Packers, number two. Philadelphia Eagles, number three. Denver Broncos, number four. Baltimore Ravens, number five. Arizona Cardinals, number six. Washington, number seven. Cleveland Browns. Number eight. Number nine, Indianapolis Colts. Number 10, New England Patriots. <laughs> number 11, the Chicago Bears. Ah, and this serious. is when I'm, like, starting to get angry. Uh, that's, yeah, that, that one is a head-scratcher. I can see, well, even Washington, too, but, like, that's a head-scratcher right there. I guess Taylor Heineke had a good year, so they, yeah. he must have had some protection, yeah. right? Um, wow. Chicago? But, like, I'm starting to, like, think, all right, what? What are we not seeing? What, we, what, what is are they going basing on basing it on? So tell me when you guys start getting angry about this, all right? I'm going to keep on going. Cincinnati's got to fall in there, right? Didn't they just, like, revamp their offensive line? All right, so you got the Rams at 12. Houston Texans at 13. That's incredible. At 14, you have the Carolina Panthers. 15, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 16, still the Lions for the record here. San Francisco 49ers. Wow. At number 17. Dallas Cowboys. Buffalo Bills. Number 18. 17? Yeah. 
Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. Number 19, the Dallas Cowboys. Are you angry yet that the Lions haven't been uh, angry? It's, it's like, ridiculous. It's, it's funny. It's like a little messed up, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. It seems like poor research, in my opinion, because you have, on paper, one of the best offensive linemen. Right. right. All right, so here we go. At 20, the New York Giants. At 21, the New Orleans Saints. At 22, the Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> Did I say 22? The Vikings. 23, Chargers. Sorry. I don't know if I said Vikings. Nope. You missed Vikings. 24. Wow. I would have put Chargers in my top seven. <laughs> right. You know. Oh, wow. This is <laughs> yeah, ESPN. Wh- wh- Come on. Slater, 24. Right? Just credit. The New York Jets. Still no Lions. This is unreal. Does it – does – all right, does the offensive line rankings also include the quarterback because he's under center? <laughs> I don't think it's Because, like, that. this is – I don't know. This is, yeah, just mind-blowing right now. All right. At 25, you got the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> like, this is just unreal that the Lions were not in there. <laughs> At 26, okay. you got – the Detroit Lions, and this is what they say. The projected starters, Taylor Decker, Jonah Jackson, Frank Ragnow, Vitae, and Penny Sewell. They're predicted to pass block at a n- number 26th overall and predicted run block rank as 24th overall. What? Did you watch the, the Lions last year? Like they're, They were getting pretty good pops with guys that were watching Netflix like us. Like <laughs> running the ball, like this makes absolutely no sense. This is what he says. I, I'll read it and then we'll just move on. But he said after a rough start to his rookie season, which rough start, oh, get over it. Yeah, he was at left tackle and he actually played pretty well. He had one bad game. I don't know what this rough start means. Uh, but he says Sewell's numbers improved uh, when he moved over to the right tackle. Um, his pass block win rate jumped from 82% to 87%. Wow, 82. Okay. And his run block win rate ticked up from 71 to 73. Neither right tackle number neither right tackle number is elite. Uh, they're both right around average, but perhaps it suggests what ought to be slightly brighter forecast for his 2022 season. Uh, then his numbers in aggregated might indicate. So it just blew my mind because how many times have we said that this is one of the best units on, on the, the Lions roster? It is the offensive line. And then you get somebody that says 26th ranked offensive line. Like, are, are we missing it, something? Or is this guy going to look like his, like he's going to get his pants pulled down and fired by ESPN, right? It, it's by far your best unit. Uh, th- this guy is watching soccer or golf or nothing. He, he has no idea what he's talking about. Was it Marty Smith? Because I no, think he I, started in NASCAR, and now they got him in college <laughs> basketball. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. But uh, Marty Smith is like, oh, he looks good in backwards hat. Let's put him on TV. <laughs> um, right? He's got a cute accent. Uh, man, I don't SEC. know. They <laughs> must. <laughs> yeah. they, more. They yeah. must have like took an ta- not took an. That sounds like the guy that probably wrote this article. <laughs> uh, they must have taken some statistics from, like, the wide receiving core yeah. and the unhealthiness of DeAndre Swift at times. And, it would like, be. Co- you know, combined all of that. 
I don't know. TJ Hawkinson's probably not the best blocking tight end. He's not on the offensive line, but like he didn't have a great year. I don't know. That's uh, you know, for pass blocking purposes, like is that purely defense getting to the quarterback, or is that the quarterback not being able to make a throw because we don't have a wide receiving core to throw at? I don't know. That's yeah, that's completely mind boggling. Yeah, it it actually blew my mind that that was what I'm glad I said where they ended up. Yeah, I'm glad I said top seven and not top five like you guys. It yeah, right? it makes you closer. feel a yeah. little better, right? 20, You're only twenty six or nineteen off. What? Wow, <laughs> crazy. Um, all right, so I am going to save the road to the playoffs for next week. Excellent. I, I made that decision because we do have some college football that we got to get into. So let's let's do that right now. Red Wings to Michigan State. We're talking about it. This is State of My Sports. All right. So the top 25 coaches poll came out, and you know how much merit that brings to the college football. Like, it, it's the gospel. No, but what it is is a really fun topic, if you ask me. So that's what we're doing. We're digging in yeah. to the top 25. Um, so I'm going to read the top 25 and tell you guys their whole schedules, um, each of them, and then we'll see where we land it. Is that how, is that how this is going to go or no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, no, all right, so I'll tell you a little little bit of the stuff going on, and then we'll we'll get into some uh, snubs, um, who's more likely to, you know, be this and be that and overrated, underrated, and we'll talk a little bit about Michigan and Michigan State as well, which is fun. Uh, but the coaches poll came out, and you got Alabama at number one, Ohio State two, Georgia three, Clemson jumps all the way to four. Um, what? To round up the top five, you got Notre Dame, and then to round up the top ten, you got Michigan, A&M, Utah, Oklahoma, and Baylor. Um, moving on here, you got Oklahoma State, Oregon, NC State, Michigan State falls in at 14. Um, USC, 15, Pitt, 16. You got Miami at 17, Texas, Wake Forest. Interesting to see them up there um, at 19. Wisconsin all the way down at 20. Kentucky, 21. SEC bias. And, are they SEC? Yes. Yeah. No? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Okay, yes. sorry. Um, Cincinnati at 22, Arkansas 23, Ole Miss at 24, and Houston at number twenty. Five. So, what we like to do is unpack this top twenty-five, right? Is that fun? You guys like doing that? Let's do it. I hate unpacking. It means vacation's it. over, right? Yeah, no, that's okay. true. That's true. No, I hate, unpacking I hate when you get on the first day of vacation. You unpack. All right. So, do you unpack and and put it in like the drawers that are uh, at the hotels? And I stuff? don't. Oh, you guys utilize the the dressers? Oh yeah, you do. I do too. Yeah, I'd rather do that than than. Live out of a uh, suitcase, it, personally. No, honestly, if if my wife wasn't there, I'd be living out of a suitcase. Yeah. Usually when I live out of a suitcase, I just put the same shirt on <clears throat> multiple times. And then yep. it's like, well, I just packed all this stuff same. that's not going to get used. So <laughs> There's always an overabundance of hangers in a hotel yeah. room, too. So that's I'm always true. hanging Hang stuff, stuff up. up. Yeah. No, that's, that's yeah, true. Made me feel better. Um, but getting in the top 25, uh, I'm, I'm curious if you guys thought there were any interesting snubs. Um, that, that fell into the top 25. So I did, I'll, I'll bring up some um, others receiving votes, which where Michigan fell in last year, heading into the um, first, first uh, poll. But you got Iowa, Penn State, all, both out of the top 10, or sorry, the top 25, but they did receive, receive votes. You got Tennessee, San Diego State, Fresno State, BYU, LSU, Auburn, Central Michigan, and North 
Carolina. So what I wanted to ask you guys, is, is there anybody that stands out to you that, that could make some noise in the, in the top 10-ish, you know, um, that, that's outside of the top 25? You know what I mean? Like similar to what Michigan did, but maybe not, not saying make the, the college football playoff mm. or something like that. So, like, somebody stand out to you guys at all in there? I, I think Iowa's the easy one to say for me. Um, you look at their body of work last year, they're, they're another it's, – it's Wisconsin and Iowa on that side of the conference for the Big Ten. I, I, I think that Iowa being straight out of the top 25 is ridiculous. It seems a little unfair. Uh, now, I, I don't know off the top of my head what they gained, what they lost, I, anything yeah, like that. I have no that, idea either. But it seems a little unfair – just because they're, they were in the Big Ten Championship last year. Right. They, they were winning that game away from making the playoff, I believe. Right, exactly. Right? Like, they're, so it's, they're royally competitive year in, year out. They're, they're just – they're like that sneaky team. They're very well coached. I think we went through coach stuff, you know, a few weeks ago, whatever it was. But Kirk Ferentz, I mean, he's a legendary coach. He's very good at what he does. Yeah. He's very well established in Iowa. Guys love to play for the guy. They have a good team, no, good I, school. I, I don't hate that, that pick at all. John, do you have one that stands out or, or no? I'm, uh, I'm going off of history here, but I'm going to go with LSU. I don't really yeah. know what all they did like in a transfer portal. or and Recruiting. And, recruiting yeah. and all that type of stuff. Like what, what was left. I know that they've had quite the turnover in head coach regimes over the last several years. You know, he mixed in a couple of NCAA championships and – those guys didn't get get a chance to stick around. So I guess I'm kind of pulling for Brian Kelly, you know, Grand Valley State University guy. Um, and I'm, I'm going to throw LSU in there. Another, I guess another school that didn't make any of these lists that kind of surprises me too is Florida because they're kind of in the same thing oh, with Iowa yeah. being on the opposite mm-hmm. side of the SEC from your uh, Alabamas and I, th- I believe like Auburn too. So. Are we um, allowed to talk about Florida? Or I mean, I don't. Out I know. No. Yeah. Well, We're not no, no, no. I, I hope not. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I would. I would lean towards yeah LSU. I was obviously a good pick too because they they usually <clears throat> end up with a good overall like season schedule record too. But. Yeah. No, I, I think Iowa was a good pick. One that stood out to me was San Diego State. Um, look, I don't expect them to make the 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 playoff by any means. Yeah. But like here they are. I mean, they they made some noise in the top twenty five last year. Now, I don't, again, I don't know what they lost. I don't know what they gained. I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on this. But they don't have the toughest schedule. So, I mean, it, but it's tough enough to be like, hey, look what we just did. So their toughest games are at Utah, at Boise State, at Nevada, and at Fresno State. State. The, the Utah, I mean, seeming to be the, t- the toughest. And it's a marquee. Like, you beat Utah. Utah is probably the, the most intriguing. They're, I don't think they're power five, are they? Who? Utah. But like they're, they're well, one of those. Yeah, they'd be Pac-5. Pac-12. Are they Pac-12? They're in yeah. the Pac-12. All right. Yeah. But they're like that that cute little person that never makes it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like. Another well-coached team, though. Yeah, exactly. But like if you can go out and win those games and that's all you have. Like they, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if they go undefeated, they will be in the top ten because those are pretty good enough wins and you're respected enough. And. I think Brady Hoke's their coach, right? Not, not <laughs> he, that that matters. He is. Like, that has nothing to do with this pick. It's just, I just looked at the schedules and I'm like, that one's really intriguing. I think Penn State's also intriguing. I don't like them. I don't think they're good. But when you have as much returning as they do, it seems like they should 
have one of the up years rather than the down year that they had last year, it's interesting. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But there's, there's I don't know. two others. Boise State. I feel like they're always in a top 25 conversation, right, for a long time with the yeah. weird turf and stuff. But they stuff. don't really get into the top 10, you know. Um, and then uh, Washington. Did they oh, really fall off that far? Like, I, I don't know. You know They've the, been a, rank, that's a, a really preseason so, ranked team like the last several years. I'm curious of what week do they play Michigan State? I, I should, don't we, know. We should, Hang on. Like – I, I want to say it was minute. week two just because that's what Michigan yeah, was supposed week, to play them. Week two or week three. But, like, if they can go in to or, or beat Michigan State, who will be, you know, a, a top 15, top 10 team, depending on how everything goes, like, that could make them jump fairly quickly. Week and three. jump from, you know, outside of the receiving votes and jump right back into the top 25 and then really make some noise. I'm curious what the rest of their schedule looks like. I mean, what, what would you say, like, could they go on a nice little run and, and become a, a contender if Washington? If it all you're falls saying, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I I think it's pretty favorable. Yeah, to be quite honest. I mean, with it's you. not I mean, the it toughest, con- but like you have so many teams that kind of all fit that same mold, so, right? So, some marquee games. So you got Michigan State night game at home, and then you got Stanford, uh, UCLA, Arizona State, and Arizona State is yeah, yeah UCLA is not really anything game. anymore. Um, Arizona, nah. Yeah. California, no. Oregon State, no. Oregon, okay. November twelfth. It's a um, big game, but like okay. So then you then you wrap up the season with Colorado and Washington State. Yeah. So if you upset, let's say upset, they they might even be favored when when it comes to week whatever it was three or four. Man, they could go into that pretty pretty close to being undefeated. Yeah. That's actually a really good really good mention there. Like, that schedule's not that hard, no, but it's respected it's enough that they'll jump fairly quickly if, if they, you know, go on a nice little run. That, Up, I yeah. like that one. And Up, upset a couple teams. The, the yeah. name's big enough that they're going to get the benefit of the yeah. doubt as well. That, that's a really, really good really good poll there, John. Um, next one that I wanted to ask was, who is going to be the mo- – who's most likely to be the next Clemson? And what I mean by that is playoff contender and then see ya. <laughs> Where'd you go? What happened? Ooh, Ooh maybe maybe Clemson, <laughs> right? Clemson kind of fits that. <laughs> I, Clemson's the next. I, Clemson. I don't know. Like, I, I'm very curious. About I, that. I, I, I kind of facetiously say that with Venable's gone. Like, you know, I I would love to give Dabble a lot of credit. I I think Dabble's a good guy. I think he's a good coach. But how much did Brent Venables play a part in the success of Clemson in their, you know, quote unquote dynasty run? Yeah, I, I don't know. We're we're gonna find out here because because if Clemson can't finish in the top eight, top six, you know, is Clemson done? Yeah, you're interested, like right? And I, then you got. I, I mean, when is Saban's days done? Is is Dabble going to jump over to to be the next Alabama coach? It's all interesting. Right, it really is. Right. I mean, that, I think I think Clemson could really fall into that. I I had one, or actually I have a couple. I thought Clemson kind of fits that mold. I'm very curious of Georgia. I don't really trust their quarterback to be dominant, and they lost so much. Now <laughs> they're at a point yeah. that they should be reloading. They're trying to be the next Alabama. That doesn't matter what you lose because you have the guys to replace them. I want to see it before I can believe it. Right. But I have another one, and it might hurt. Michigan. Yeah. They oh, lost yeah. a lot on defense. Yep. 
They lost a ton on defense. And you had a lot of close games that the defense was the difference last year. Now, do I think the offense is going to take a step up? Yes, I do. Do I think they can be elite? Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. But when it's not going well, which we've seen, and we've seen our coaching staff get very um, uh, stubborn with their play calling. It's like, nope, this is the way we got to do it. This is what we're going to do. Like, and if they're not willing to adjust that mindset, I could see them losing a couple of those toss-up games that they ended up winning last year. You know, Penn State. Um, I know Michigan State's the opposite, but like, there there was other games that were really close that, and I can't I can't think of right now. But like, you know what I mean? Well, the Penn State like, game was close, like you said. Yeah, Penn State was close. I feel like there was some – the Nebraska game was close. Nebraska was close. Um, there was several games that were really close and right. panned out for right. Michigan for, for what they did last year, and it was great. But, like, you lose a couple of those games, like, you fall quickly, and then you lose to Ohio State, you lose to Michigan State. Like, it can pile on. You lose to Penn State. Like, it can pile on very quickly for a team that doesn't have a – take over the game defense like, like we yep. saw last year. Yep. And now, as a Michigan fan, I sit and say that because I, I have the unknown of what the offense is going to do. I've watched, what, seven years of Harbaugh. There's been really good. There's been really bad. And there's been quietly good. You know what I mean? Like it, It's like right, right. I don't know what I'm going to see. I don't know if the, flip, the switch has been flipped or if it's going to be more of the same and just hope that we can ride the defense. So that's why I put Michigan on here because it's like, man, there was a lot of toss-ups that those go the other way. This team's, you know, top 20, top outside the top 25, mm -hmm. and be that Clemson of this year. But mm -hmm. John, did you have any, or do you want me to keep on, keep on rolling? Well, I see that Cincinnati fell real quick. You know, they lost some stuff, and they were in the college football playoffs. I didn't want to pick them, per se. Yeah, so they're at the, in 20, 22nd overall. Yeah, it'll, so. be, it'll be interesting what happens in Notre Dame. I mean, you're handing the keys over to a new guy. Um, Oklahoma, man, they were hot, and they yeah. were on fire. Now they're, you know, in the future, going to be joining the SEC. And um, I think they're kind of losing the, the recruiting battle down in that heart that of area. the Big 12. You know, yeah. Oklahoma State is getting better. Baylor's, look out. Baylor could sneak up into that top-tier teams for, uh, you know, the foreseeable future. Um, yeah, I can't help but yeah, I can't help but laugh that Texas got a first-place vote. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. I wanted to talk about it so bad. I'm sure bad. it was Texas that <laughs> voted for them, well, right? Sarkeesian. <laughs> or was it one of the Mannings, maybe? Do they get a vote? Yeah, maybe, you know, yeah. you know, Archie Jr. Is this like a – This is like a – Arch? Uh, Arch? Arch? What What's his name? Arch? Arch. 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 Number two overall prospect Arch. now in college football. Yeah. Um, no, but, I mean, that kind of fell into my, my overrated. And I guess this is kind of an overrated conversation, too. Sure. Um, let's do it. I had um, – uh, Oklahoma as, as my overrated. It just feels like losing Brink, Lincoln Riley will, will mean more. It should mean more, and it should really hurt them. They lost some transfers, I'm sure, too, um, that moved to USC. And like, like I, I, don't know, I don't know the yeah. ins and outs of what's going on, but I don't expect them to be the, the Oklahoma that we're used to. And I could see them going from number nine to dropping easily out of the top 25. They, they play Nebraska. I mean, joke on the Nebraska, but, I mean, they were in a lot of games. Texas, Baylor, OK State. Then you got Iowa State and TCU. They're never gimmies. It's like that team could have five losses by the end of the year and be nowhere near to a, a decent bowl or, or a playoff or anything like that. And when you start at number nine where they are, 
like you you would expect a lot more. I think that that's one that could really fall into that. Um, underrated. Anybody stand out to you that that could be considered underrated? I, I'll start if you guys are cool with that, and then you guys can go. I have Wisconsin, um, and I and I worded it in a way like I don't know if underrated is the like the right word because I could see them like skyrocketing, but then them not being as good as they're ranked. You know what I mean? Like they're. The num- little number next to them could look really nice, but we won't know how good they really are because of um, the side of the um, conference they play. Look, so they're at OSU early week four, but other than that, I mean, I don't see why Wisconsin couldn't rack wins together. I mean, and make it into a Big Ten championship and finish top five, top ten, um, seeing, seeing how it goes. But, like, they're at Northwestern and, and Michigan State back-to-back. That, that could be tough, but might, I don't know if it is or not. Um, and then you got at Iowa three weeks later. I just don't see – or I, I don't want to say it's easy, but it's really not that hard either. So, like, I look at them sitting at, at – at, was it 20? I feel like they're the team that can skyrocket and, and jump um, some, some more of those frauds in that you know, 7 to 15 mark. And, and like once things kind of lay out, because you're going to see a lot of this top, you're going to see this top 25 kind of shake up. And again, we're talking coaches poll. Take that with a grain of salt. But I mean, underrated for you guys. Anybody stand out? You already brought up Wisconsin at one point, didn't you? Or no, you yeah. brought up Iowa. Iowa. Yeah, sure. but Wisconsin can kind of fit that same oh, argument. Oh, 100%. Right? It's like, it's Another either, I, it's either team, Iowa or Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, can we start with overrated? You started with overrated for you, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. You you can go with overrated. So l- l- let me jump to overrated. I'm going to go with Notre Dame. Takes takes the cake all day long very, for me. Sorry. Very, very. Yep. No, like, that, that's a good Marcus one. Freeman, like, no no offense to Notre Dame right now. Like, you have a brand new coach, most likely a brand new system, a lot of new uh, uh, staff. And at, at this point, I mean, I, sorry, but, like, your, <laughs> your ranking – kind of reminds me of like the way you're recruiting right now the dude is a bad mamma jamma on the recruiting trail that 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 doesn't just shoot you into the top five no one's no one's seen one lick of your defense not yeah. one lick of your offense are you kidding me why is notre dame sitting right there right and they got they got Sorry. ohio state week one <laughs> they're at north carolina week four byu stanford clemson and usc i mean they escaped I, a lot of close I, games last year too and yeah. it's like this. That's a that's a really good one. They could it's fall. Just, they could four or five losses. I'm sorry. By Too by the time overrated as all get out for me. Yeah. Um. And then underrated. Yeah. I mean, you look at Wisconsin year after year. There they sit, kind of neck and neck with Iowa. And you, how many times have they been to the Big Ten championship in the last five years? Seven. <laughs> I mean, a lot. It seems like they're just, always there. Just another well-coached yeah. team. They they yeah. don't have a whole lot of competition on that side of the conference. But you know, for me, I I look at USC. Like I I don't want to jump on the Lincoln Riley train, but he took a lot of his talent that he had recruited a lot of the talent through the transfer portal. Like oh, like you know, like Joe Schmo from Oklahoma. He's transferring. Oh, where's he gonna go? Well. He's, he's going to go to <laughs> USC. Yeah. You know, Lincoln Riley took his team, his talents to not South Beach, but he took it to USC. Yeah. And I, I could see that, you know, he doesn't have a really strong conference to just kind of dink around with. He's got yeah. Chip Kelly on the other side of the city, basically. I think they could make some noise. 
Absolutely. I, really I mean, do. I don't know what their schedule looks like, but USC is is a big underrated for me. John, do you have one? I was eyeing a couple teams in that same, uh, I guess, region of the top 25 bracket for both overrated and underrated, but Pittsburgh overrated, right? They lost yeah. Kenny Pickett. Didn't they lose, like, a really good wide receiver to USC? Yeah, and they lost um, to Michigan State. So, so I, yeah, I don't Jordan know. Jordan Addison. Yeah, I, I like Pat Narduzzi. He's a good guy, right? He's a good coach, but I don't know. Pittsburgh, I don't even know who's in their conference that they got to compete with. So maybe they will finish in the top 25 just by good sake. Um but I would say underrated, yeah. I'm torn between Southern Cal and Miami. Look out. Mario Cristobal is a yeah. heck of a coach. I know that they don't quite have the talent there, but he put together quite the staff, um, and it's still the University of Miami. Real quick, um, I'm going to go through USC schedule. Okay. Right? It's, it's actually fairly fairly simple outside of the big games that I think are somewhat of a coin flip. you got Rice, Stanford. Stanford's not what they used to be, so I, I don't want to give that. Fresno State's an interesting one. Um, Oregon State, every now and then can have the Arizona State, uh, Washington State. Not like I'm not getting anything too too tough here. Utah could be a tough one. Could be. We'll see how how they end up. Where's that game at? At Utah, which oh, is tough. All right. Yeah, right? that's so a tough place to play. That's tough. At Arizona, nothing to shake a stick. I mean, n- nothing tough. Um, versus Cal, versus Colorado, UCLA, and then you finish the season with Notre Dame. So, like, you got a few in there that are tough. But at the same time, if Lincoln Riley is anywhere near like what we think he is, which I think I think he deserves a lot of credit for what he did at Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I think he's a good coach. I think he's, I think he's one of the better coaches, 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 in-game coaches that there are. I really do. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I think that's a really good one, and I think they could kind of get on a roll if the talent actually came with them. Which it's USC. I don't know why the hell the talent wouldn't come with him. You know what I mean? He should have the talent already to go. Yep. What, what was your other one, John? I want to pull up their schedule quick, unless you, you just did. Yeah, I got it pulled up, but Miami, the Hurricanes. Yeah, yeah, that's um, an interesting one. I guess I – So they're at, currently sitting at 17th. Yeah, I think – are these just the home games? No. No. We got this. We got it. We're, we're, all right. All right Be- you got it? Bethune, Cookman, Wildcats. <laughs> at, oh, yep. The yeah. good old Bethune. Yeah. Uh, at Miami. <laughs> They're uh, tough. That, I mean, you can't walk into Bethune. Yeah. I don't know who you – Or have Bethune walked into you and don't you consider dare. it a win. USM Golden Eagles. Ooh, the Eagles. I forgot about the Golden Eagles. Is My, that s- yep. Southern That's Mississippi? Or Something like that. <laughs> um, Southern Michigan, um, Miami. They play at Texas A&M. Obviously, that's going to be a, a tough game. Um, Middle Tennessee State. Middle Tennessee State. North Carolina at home. They're an interesting one. Yeah, I mean, oh, man, it's just tough playing down in Miami. Um, Duke, Florida State. Vatac was in there. Virginia. Okay. This isn't Georgia. I mean, all it's the, all the games then. Yeah, but, then so but then they end the year, yeah, with uh, Clemson and then Pittsburgh. Yeah, um, I mean, if if so you conference can conference games, but really the one that I look at that is is the Clemson game. That's the that's the one that's like, yeah, you should lose that game. But do we really trust Clemson? Yeah, I think we'll Miami's an actual really good one. Yeah, by that's a good good pull. By that, by I think by that matchup, we'll know a little bit about Clemson and have a better idea of where they stand. And hopefully, yeah, hopefully Miami's still hanging yep. in there. If you're not excited for college football season, just listen to this podcast, and we'll get you hyped. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. State of my sports. 
like I said, we're not doing a betting here segment today just because I knew that this would be, look, we're at two hours. It was a, <laughs> love what we talked about. I feel like we, for how we much we had, through it. for how much we had packed yeah. in, like, dang, good, cheers to us. And I knew for a fact, so we had to cut one part of it and that's fine. Like two weeks in a row that we cut my road to the playoffs. We got all crazy month to do that. So <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> uh, no, but um, we did want to do our, our beer grades. And obviously, we're, we're here at the hop, second Tuesday of the month. We're going to, I think we're, are we back to Tuesdays officially? I think we should be, right? I, you guys good with that? I feel like Tuesdays are better. Yeah. More prep time. Yeah, I agree. More prep time. And, and here we go. We're, we're going to be ready to go with, with football soon. I like having that extra day, Monday night football. Well, I prep. I yeah. like I like using. There's always a little yeah. more a little more news coming in. The, exactly, the that's true. Line. The lines come out too in, on Tuesday, yep. so I yep. I think we're gonna be Tuesdays here moving forward. We might throw here, a Monday in here and there at Hops, but we are. We got, a, we got a listener rocking a Hops hat tonight, y'all. Who's that? Jarrett Fenema. That a boy, Jarrett makes an appearance. We're not wow, talking. Well we're not done. talking. We're not talking Chris Sales uh, season ending injury. We're not talking Florida Gators football no more. So, Jared, I don't we, know what we got for yeah. you. We already talked Florida Gators, so you're going to have to jump back and listen to that. I hope we did it, hope we did it justice Ooh, for you. Um, speaking yeah. of doing it justice, the Walker Ave uh, English Special Bitter is a 5.5% alcohol by volume, 42 IBUs. Um, it's, like I said, ESB, English Special Bitter, um, just the right amount of bitterness backed by a biscuity malt profile. Traditional English ale, easy drinking. And perfect for when you desire something with a little more backbone. What do you guys think of this beer? Uh, I was, I, I was, was solid. pleasantly surprised. Yeah, you know, I I think that if, if you're a big IPA drinker, you're probably gonna like this. It has it. it the the it's flavors not necessarily are there. An IPA. Yeah, you know, it has some bitter to it, and I, I'm sure the. The beer gods and, you know, like everyone's like, dude, it's not bitter. Yeah. Okay. So I'm trying to explain it, but like it, it's kind of got like that little, little bit of bite, a lot of flavor. I like the beer itself. So. Yeah. Yeah. John, what do you think? Solid beer. Micah pointed it out. I don't know if it's the, uh, the pitcher or the glass, but the beer was looking awfully amber in the pitcher. Okay. <laughs> and maybe a little more just like. Hoppy, uh, yeah, beer in the glass. I don't know. It should be so the red. texture of the the, the pitcher, the right? In, like interior. You, I don't know. I Did you see that though? It was like, it. Like it was so it settled red. weird. Did it settle? No, I don't. That? I don't think so. I think the pores were still consistent. Interesting. It just, yeah. yeah it's, it's probably just the pitcher. I just yeah. thought it was interesting. Uh, obviously, uh, I mean, when you set the pitcher down, Sam, I was kind of worried. I'm like, man. Yeah. Well, I don't what did know. you even say? Like as I was going, on, you said, "Get me something with." Surprise me, either an IPA or something close to it. So yeah. this was close this to an IPA, very right? close to it. Yeah. When you set it down, I was like, man, that's a little bit darker Which, than any IPA oh, I've had to drink, but it was pretty smooth. So before you start, so you've been here for what? A little over a year now? Ah, yeah, somewhere around so like, there. So you look were back. like an IPA fan, were you? Or, or, it's just kind or of, do I just like... I think that's the window of craft beer that I've ever like peeked into okay. before. Not stepped or put my arm through or threw a football through by yeah. any means, but just took a little peek, and uh, it's kind of my go-to. I'm, okay. not, I'm not too fond of the dark, like yeah. malty and like thick chew-em-down beers. Um I like a seltzer. I've gotten on board with those yeah. uh, this summer, which is not who I am. Yeah. Um, 
To it the, is now. To the blood. But, yeah, a uh, <laughs> little vodka. Yeah, vodka John <laughs> likes to come out every now and then. But, no, it was very good, very smooth, easy to drink. Yeah, it, it got me where I wanted to be. Like, I, I feel feeling good. I feel like I was talkative, which always helps when you're doing a podcast. So. I have some family oh, yeah. that, <laughs> that live off the corner of uh, Walker and Valley. So it was like, oh, and their last name happens to be Walker. So it's like, oh, I wow. guess. Oh, wow. What are that? It's a good beer. So I wonder where Walker Ave comes from. Obviously, we got Walker Avenue down down that way, but, like, it's a little far. Like, I'm curious so the where the naming came from. We'll have to ask Ben about that one. Yeah, is it, like, we'll have to text y- tomorrow. north of town? Yeah. Out, like, Walker? Out well, they have, like, like Stand Delicious, the, yeah, and then they have, Farmland, like, or is yeah. it, like, Walker, northwest side, like, down yeah, there on the other side of town? I don't know. Yeah, interesting. All right, so what, what, what kind of grade did you guys give this this type of beer? I thought it was good. I'm, I'm going to go with, like, a easy to drink, nothing, not blow my socks off, not that I'm wearing them, but I would say, like, 7-7. Seven, seven. Eight oh. I had a seven nine in mind long yeah, before you guys oh, I think spouted out your think that's beer good. grades. Carrie man. was drinking a transient, not what she call it, Whip, whipped up. <laughs> it was, it was whipped up. Yeah. Did she give it a grade or no? I haven't uh, gotten a grade yet. So she's waiting till tomorrow. We'll wait. I think she's waiting for Kyle Fossey's auto text to come through on our chat line. Ah, but he probably no, sent that. Yes, right. He probably <laughs> sent that yesterday. I think he, it were, he's, uh, he's not on jumping mine. on because he didn't text me all day. So he knows that he'd be in the doghouse if. He jumped in. All right. Drinking oh, whipped there it up. Is. There it Ice is. cream sour ale with pineapple, tangerine, orange, lactose, sugar, and vanilla. She loved it. Capitals. Whoa. That sounds incredible. 8.7. That sounds like something I could drink at 9 o'clock break. Don't tell my boss. Um, <laughs> and act <laughs> like I'm a, having a little smoothie. It's a breakfast smoothie. Yes. It's in a Yeti tumbler. Yeah. Dang. Oh, pineapple, tangerine, orange. That sounds really good. You guys went to tra- Transient, right? We did. Yeah. Was it cool? <laughs> yeah, it was okay. Yeah. 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 Nothing like special. But then the tapestries right across the street? Yeah, it is. I didn't realize that they I, were that close to each other. I had no idea. What city are they in? Bridgman. That's it's what I was going to say. And a, I, I, I should have just It's guessed. not even a It's a little, little town. Yeah. It's a town. What, what, we, we got off the exit. I'm like, where is this joint? You know, it's just so, I mean, a whole lot of nothing they around. Have, and they have very simple cans. They all look the same. And then they just have like a small... Descri- er, talking about um, uh, transient, small yeah. description of what it is and the difference yep. between them all. Obviously, the different names and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, what did you, was it, what they had on tap was that, did that kind of change your perspective uh, of what transient is? Like, what uh, we've drank of transient? See, okay. So, what they had on tap was a lot different than what they had in cans. I, like, when you go to Siciliano's, they, they have, I don't know. Like six to eight different ones. Yeah, something I guess, like that. Right? Yeah, yeah. This reminded me of how many beers Oddside puts out. Oh, really? You know okay. how Oddside? Yeah. I, they just love to just put out different. new stuff, which is really yeah. really cool. New stuff to try constantly. Similar it's to Argon too. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So that that's the way they roll. Like when we rolled up, I mean, we only had like fifteen minutes before they closed. We got there just barely oh, in really? time. So looked at their on tap menu and I'm like, oh man, that, I could have sworn like the last time I went into a store, like there was more to pick from, and maybe I didn't read the menu right or whatnot, but it was, I saw all the cans on the wall, which was really really impressive. Yeah. So um, that was cool. Tapestry was really really cool. Tapestry has great food. Yeah. Okay. Um, Transient doesn't. I don't think they have any food. 
but you know there there's a bar across the street, but then there's tapestry also. All so. right. No, cool. Yep. Yeah, I appreciate you, you yeah. jumping on the Instagram, getting some stuff out there. But yep. Um, did she give it a grade? She did give it a grade. Eight seven. Eight point seven. That's wow. up there. That's that flirting with there. that nine. That is up there, but we got hard knocks to get to. At least I'm going to. If you guys don't want to, that's fine. Thank you guys for recording. Love doing this with you guys you, every you. single week. Tuesdays moving forward. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. Share us, like us, do all that good stuff. We'll talk to you next week, if not sooner. You've been listening to State of My Sports. From the Red Wings to the Lions to the Tigers to the Pistons to Michigan and Michigan State and everything in between, we're talking about it. And don't forget the beer. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. In the meantime, hook up with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch at State of My Sports with an M-I. We'll see you next time.